For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. Hop in the car, fans. We're headed to OTAs. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. It's kind of the eerily quiet time of the season, and somehow this has been a very, very secretive, quiet OTAs, in my opinion. It's just very Neapolitan ice creamish, if you know what I mean when it comes to our quarterback, Bryce Young. We've got that we'll peek around the league. DJ Moore getting a lot of pub in Chicago. Hey, smash the thumbs up button. Get in the show. The number's 252-228-5098. Rock with my wheel, man. Cody Lashney, how you doing? Tony Dunn, you know how I'm doing. It's a Tuesday night. And I'm here with the boys, man. Listen, we've had a bunch of news. OTA says going on. We've heard more from Bryce Young, more from Frank Reich, more from a rare Matt Corral. You know I'm happy, man. Let's talk about Matt Corral some more, even though nobody else wants to, baby. Yeah, I'm pumped. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of everything, about the draft potentially being in Charlotte. Um, I have a bold statement for a player that I do not think is going to be on the roster by the time game one against Atlanta comes up. So all of that and so much more. But Tony, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do this podcast with the best damn Panther fans and all of YouTube. You already know him and love him. It's our guy, Drew. What's up, Drew? C3D's ill skills, our brand ambassador. What's up, brother? Eric, we got Hemlock, Kristen Delane in the building, Leon Murray, Poppin, Underground West, White Chocolate Espresso, Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. For some reason, I don't think he's being shy about the player he doesn't think that's going to make the team. I bet you he's talking about that Harry, Harry Henderson of a beard you got there. Greg, the Bat Daddy, how you doing, my friend? Welcome back to the C3 Panthers podcast. I'm doing fantastic, man. This is my playoff beard. I started last year, remember, at the beginning of the season. I said I'm going to grow my beard till we win a playoff game. So 
here we go. This is what it is. Check it out, man. I had a week off. I took a week off from social media, kind of. I checked a little here and there. Podcasting. I just kind of disconnected from digital world for a little while, and it was great. I'm back. Chickens are fed. Goats are fed. Dogs, bunchies, pig, kids. They're all fed, tucked in, ready to go. I'm here to talk Panthers football. CK, big papa in the house. How you doing? Man, I'm just happy to be here. I am in a brand new room. So I can be loud again. I haven't been able to be loud for a couple of weeks. Um, and I'm happy to be back, man. It's uh, I missed you guys just, uh, last week, rather. And uh, just glad to be uh, able to hang out with you guys again this year. You know, fantastic Tuesday evening. Well, Is why there... don't you use those big, loud, golden pipes and ask them to become C3 superfans? You want me to ask them to become C3 superfans? Yeah, that's just $1.99 a month. All they got to do is hit that little button called... I demand that every person in the chat. Oh, that's a little (laughs) bit aggressive. If you would like, please hit that subscribe and join button and become a C3 super fan for $1.99. Now, back to the show. The number's 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Getting the C3 army, man. Uh, The C3 army is growing on Twitter each and every day. What I want to start doing, guys, is we need to start putting together a list. All right, got all, one. We need the Uh-oh. C3. If you're part of the C3 Army, we got somebody make a list for us. And what I want to do is we can make a Twitter list and we put them all, we put it all together. Have you guys ever had, do you use Twitter lists at all? They're great. Like I have one for NFL reporters. So yeah. you just, and then you can just click over to it. We can even <laughs> buzz that through straight on the front page of the website so uh yeah let's let's i already have one one going i'm going to continue to add to it uh lots of people putting that c3 in their username man we feel the love we feel the love and then you know what we also have someone who loves to give the love and that's just don't care because he just gifted five new memberships in the chat Mm. just don't care you are the homie we appreciate you brother Every single time you're appreciated, man. Let's jump into the show because, uh, or if not, we'll probably end up debating what you put on corn, which was what we were debating <laughs> before. Yeah, how did it get there? Hey, and OTA's in the house. OTA's in the house. And that means organized team activities, right? For a long time, I thought it meant off-season team activities. Organized team activities, the team organize it, the players show up voluntarily, but it's one of those things where it's not voluntary. We demand it of you, much like CK tried to demand the super fan earlier. It's like this. We shame them. We're like, why aren't they here? Joe Person goes, hey, I ain't seen this person. We've got some injury news, surgery news coming up. But the star of the show, the bell of the ball, the man the little elf on the shelf with his red shirt, <laughs> 10 out of 10, boy. I mean, you walk into a room that's full of 10s, and he's a 12. Number nine, Bryce Young yes, in the sir. house. Uh, taking team reps with the number one. Yeah, so a lot of news coming out of OTAs, some interesting news. Obviously, we're going to start where we always do nowadays. Uh, we're going to start with Bryce Young. And Bryce Young, in a very short amount of time, uh, through rookie minicamp and Panthers OTAs, has really lived up to the billing of the most prepared rookie quarterback in the entire draft. 
Frank Reich, when speaking about him, says he's a 10 out of 10. Just complete command, control, poise. You could tell the way he was seeing it, the way he was working through progressions, accuracy in the throw. So our head coach is already ranting and raving about one Bryce Young and and what uh, he's been able to do with his attention to detail. So much so that uh, fellow first-string quarterback, Andy Dalton, uh, he went up to uh, to the podium at his press conference and said that Bryce Young noticed that one of the plays on the script today was written up wrong. It was incorrect. He was already able to point it out and then point it out to the staff and uh, and have them put the right verbiage connected to it. So uh, Bryce Young is carrying himself in a manner that he was billed as, this ultra-prepared uh, quarterback that's ready to hit the ground running and be the Luke Keithley of the Carolina Panthers offense. Uh, and the final bit of news around Bryce is that even though him and Andy Dalton were splitting first-team reps, Bryce Young got the majority of those first-team reps. So what are we making so far of Bryce Young and um, and all of the the news about this wonderkin mind of a football player. Well, I tell you one thing is he's so small. He fits perfectly in the slide right there. Like he's standing right <laughs> Very on easy the to fit him in. Yeah. It is fitting perfectly right there. Uh, who got it wrong on the script? That's what I want to know. Who the hell wrote it down? Wrong? Yeah. We need <laughs> Did to they know. do it on purpose? He said it was a tag that was, uh, that was just, it was like almost like mislabeled is kind of what I gathered. But the even that's even more impressive because it tells me that he's, you know, again, paying attention to every detail of the playbook um, right. and the script that they're they're planning and on on putting out there. So um, I don't think it was a big deal. I think that there was like, let me rephrase. I don't think that the mistake was a big deal. I think it was very impressive that he was able to catch it based on the the way that they describe what it was. And this is my new things. This is stuff that's not going to you know necessarily translate to the football field but if if one of the things we're talking about this guy being is cerebral and and he's catching this on his what you know third week working with the team i think that's something that's worth uh, getting excited about no i okay i don't want to say that i'm not impressed at all but to be truly honest with you this is what i was sold so and, and there's there's another, another thing that goes along with it. This is not playing the game of football, okay? This Greg, is this, what, Greg. I'm, I'm telling Greg, you. Listen, Greg. listen. I'm not saying what that I tell? don't think. No, you're right. I'm not saying that I don't think he can be good, but I want to see it in a game. <laughs> you cannot tell me they are playing as hard in practice as they play in a game. Yeah. Period. I'm sorry. It's great that he's doing well. And that's awesome. I expect him to do well. He's the damn number one draft pick. I expect him to do well, Greg, but Greg, I'm still Greg. waiting for my judgment until I see him do it in a game. So, the, I, you know, Greg, I added this next one for you. In fact, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people saw this and ran with it. Uh, <laughs> Bryce Young threw a deep ball for Adam Thielen, right and the pass was tipped by Jeremy Chin, prompting a bunch of people to sarcastically point out but his passes weren't tipped in the SEC. Uh, do you, I it's mean, a good tweet. <laughs> well, <laughs> good tweet. It's short, <laughs> sweet. 
It's a quote. Like, I love this. CJ and Anderson, from a Texan fan. Uh, yeah. I look at it like this. Like, okay, see, and this is what's tough. This is what's so difficult about what I just said before and this right here. Because I'm not saying that what he did is not, doesn't look good. Okay, so I may have misspoke when I said I'm not impressed. I guess what I mean is this is what I expect of him. And I'm right. waiting for a game. With this situation right here where they're talking about his pass got tipped, the way I'm going to look at that is, one, he's not going to throw every pass perfect no matter who he is. So I get that. Two, I'm going to look at Adam. it as Jeremy Chin playing really good right. defense. On good Amen. Yeah. That's the way I, I look at it. And yeah. the other part is people are reading this like, and they're hearing tip passes, and we're thinking, oh, my God, it's because he's short and he got tipped at the line. This right. was a deep ball, and he tipped it away from the receiver at the point of the, you know, at, at the point of uh, of the reception, right? That's the impressive part about what Jeremy Chen did. This isn't a knock on what, you know, Bryce Young has done or that throw. Um, and, and even with regard to his height, uh, there hasn't been a single height issue that they've they've talked about. People are grasping onto this because they hear tipped ball and they think Baker Mayfield last year. That's just not the case. Right. Or they're just being fun, having fun and poking fun with it. Oh, they right? are. Because they are. everybody's like, well, the SEC, I mean, that's the same as the NFL. I mean, it's the same. It's the same. And, I mean, Alabama's let, the let same. Me... Greg, you're the kid in class that gets mad because the other kid did all their homework. No, no, no. You're no, over let, there let going. See, no, you're like, man, why are you going to all here. ask no, the no, questions? Up. questions no. Asking the questions nope, of the no, teacher no, no. all the time. Because I did all my homework. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, my but that's fine. Here. But you're sitting over there. You're like, this kid will never show. Bryce, you no. got We got it. Everybody knows nope. it was an Teacher's accident. pet. <laughs> I'll pull the tape. I'll pull the tape right now. I'll pull the tape. Uh, Baker Mayfield in OTAs or in, in training camp and all that stuff. I'll pull no the tape for passes. Matt Corral. I'll pull the tape for Derek Anderson. I'll pull the tape for Will Greer. All that stuff that we talked about, how great they looked. Does it transfer to a game? That's all I'm worried about right now. That's why I'm right. saying I'm holding Don't my worry. judgment Relax. until I see it Relax. in a game. And I Relax. think he can. I just haven't seen it yet. So I'm not going to I'm not gonna bet on it because I haven't seen it yet. R-E-L-A-X. It's hard to when you take your truck to get your oil changed. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it's hard to relax. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Bryce Young, the bell of the ball. The bell of the ball here is that the bell nothing, of the ball. There's nothing that surprises any of us on any of this, or at least for me. It doesn't surprise me. And what doesn't surprise me is that he's taking reps with all the ones. It does not surprise me that Andy Dalton is there um, to to mentor him. He will be starting from day one, right? All of this makes sense. I guess really what I, what stands out to me a little is Frank Reich is like a really oh, – he might be too nice. He's like a super nice, nice coach. Yeah, like player friendly. Like he's like 10 out of 10. I mean, he's just good. Like he does – as he said – well, and maybe this is the time of year when you need to be positive. I always feel like I used to hear like Robert be like, we got a lot of work to do. Mistakes. Yeah. I mean, well, even with Matt Rule, you were all like, mistakes, mistakes. We can't practice. You know what I mean? He was taught, he taught shit about everybody. Frank Reich is like, man, man, he's like, we ain't putting the ball on the ground. Nobody's hurt. 10 out of 10 for my new quarterback. I mean, what? I mean, he should say those things, I would think, but he is Mr. Nice Guy. Right. Well, but also, what if it's the fact that he's running a much tighter ship than Matt Rule ever did? And, you know, you even heard reporters saying even 
during rookie minicamp that it just seemed like everything was ran so smooth and to the point and by coaches that actually like you know knew what they were doing and they were really hands on and it just seemed like there was a new energy that was like pervasive throughout the building and you know us panther fans have been so optimistic this season because of what they've done in free agency and the draft and you know moving up to number one and everything that we've done the brand new coaching staff i wonder if that same kind of enthusiasm is also rife throughout the organization and on the team right now i mean you have frank Reich for the first time getting a look at all of his players on the field he mentioned how much of a stud brian burns was how much of a good leader he is. Maybe this is just Frank Reich also being impressed with the young talent that he has uh, on the football field. Where he's right the now. epitome of a player's coach. I mean, he yeah. was. I mean, literally, he was a player, and now he's a coach. Like Sajo says. Um, it's kind of ideal, right? I mean, the other he, part is, is, like, right now, I think we've seen a lot of players get the – you know he's uh, you know he we, he's going to have to earn he's going to have to do this we, we we he's also said that he hasn't said that he's coming here and he's earned that starting position yet either right so i mean i think that him being 10 out of 10 and also not being the starter i think that's enough of the 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 kind of the the back and forth that you're talking about having some some you know i wouldn't say negative but maybe some you know kind of uh backstepping a little bit on that the other part of it is maybe he's doing everything great. He's experienced. Like, right. Oh, what, maybe, Bryce right. Young or yeah. Frank Wright? Maybe Bryce Young is doing everything the way that he's yeah. supposed to be yeah. doing oh, it. Oh, sure, like, sure. Yeah, and, I mean, it's okay to compliment. I'm just saying Frank Wright in general seems like, and I'm not just saying only about Bryce. I'm talking about everything. It's like, you know, right. it's like, well, you know, but one of the things maybe when you talk about the smoothness and the clarity of the, like, of or like the organization of the practice first is, I mean, he's only been doing it for 45 years, right? right. Been in very 900 <clears throat> different training camps and OTAs under so many different w- regimes. So he's experienced there. But, you know, is that he, because he was a player, I think he understands, like, I think that is, that's experience. Oh, I was going to make the analogy of this, is if you ever been, like, with a carpenter, it's like one thing to be with a young guy who can work real hard and can run around and do everything. And he's just so got so much. He'll be like, Oh, I'll work. I'll, I'll outwork you. And then you're with a master carpenter and they don't have to move as fast. There's no wasted cuts. There's no wasted materials. You get at the end of it. You get at the end of it. I've worked with some guys that have been doing carpentry for, and it's like, man, they could cut a piece of plot, like a sheet, a sheet of drywall, with their eyes closed and have the straightest line. <laughs> so that might be what Frank Reich is. It's just the master carpenter of running a team. Well, do- doesn't he slightly undercut his own statements though? Whenever he's we, like, okay, I know we all know Bryce Young's going to be. Okay, a star, here we go. Okay? Greg. No, I'm, I'm just saying. And then he <laughs> says, well, it's Andy Dalton's job until Bryce Young comes in. And then he says, well, Bryce Young's a 10 out of 10. So are you telling me that Andy Dalton is better than a 10 out of 10 right now? No, that's not what he like, said. He said what the, the <laughs> he said that today on the first or yesterday, the first day of OTAs, everything he did was a ten out of ten. He okay. didn't say that he is a ten out of ten. Okay, he said Fair everything point. he did that day Fair was point. because you know, then he undersold him. He's a twelve out of ten. <laughs> okay, right. so I, I think that part is if you take that into consideration and realize, like he's just talking about that day. 
it's not a uh and he's let's be clear he hasn't crowned the guy to be the starter yet like like greg's talking about so i think there's there's still room to grow If, if he was coming in here and absolutely just destroying everything i think it would be hard for him to continue to say that andy dalton's the starter um, I think they're just doing that out of, out of an abundance of caution, not only for the team, but for Bryce Young as well. I mean, you don't want to throw too much at this kid at, at the out of the gate. And if you can take a little bit of pressure off of him and say, hey, listen, you're going to be playing, getting a lot of the starters rep, but we're not putting you as the starter yet. You don't have that pressure on you. You don't have to come in here and expect to be the guy throwing a dime to every single wide receiver, you know, because, you know, nobody's going to expect that right now. You're still learning a lot. This comment's so, great. Sideshow well, said he's 5'10". Five 5'10", ten. Five ten, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's five ten. So he's question, if Frank Reich, let's just hypothetically, does not start Bryce Young, game one, first snap this season, are we looking at Frank Reich as the quarterback guru who knows what the hell he's doing or a dumbass for drafting a quarterback and not starting? Well, we'll have to see what Bryce starting. Young turns out to be. Okay, you yeah. Know? Okay. He's gonna start. I bet. Yeah, well, I bet. and you know, you know, you know who else agrees with you, CK? Andy Dalton himself. Mm-hmm. And Andy Dalton, you know, we, you know, Greg, if you want to talk about Frank Reich being complimentary, uh, Andy Dalton is somebody else that has chimed in on that chorus, and he basically took the back seat. He said, "Yeah, I know that this is going to be Bryce Young's spot at one point in time," uh, and uh, you know, he's fully aware that. At a certain point, this is going to be his team. Um, you know, and he also said that from everything that he has seen, it's clear why he was the number one pick in the draft. So, I mean, if you want to say that this is all just people that are on his team that are just, you know, patting Bryce on the back, hey, that's that's one thing you're entitled to that opinion. Right. But it does seem like everyone has a very good opinion. Or he should be. Yeah, we should all feel this way. He's the number one pick. Of course he's going to be. All right, so uh, Frank Reich, Mr. Nice Guy, come on the show and tell us how awesome we are. Come on. You can't say no now. We (laughs) deemed you Mr. Nice Guy. Frank Reich, come on the C3 Panthers podcast. Uh, What's up next is, oh, talk about quarterbacks. Talk about favorite quarterbacks. Out of the SEC, here comes Cody Lasky's favorite quarterback. Out of the yeah, SEC. my favorite segment time, baby. Let's do some Matt Corral talk. So oh. Matt Corral uh, was also up to the podium, and uh, they decided to ask my boy Matt some questions. Now, we all remember that he put out this thing about not being where God wants you to be or whatever. Uh, they asked him about it. He said they had nothing to do with football. That it was a personal nature. Uh, it was of a personal nature. But some very interesting things uh, happened at the press conference. One, Matt Corral said if it was up to him, he doesn't want to be traded. And he is excited about playing for Frank Reich. And this is something that, uh, you know, a lot of us had been wondering what they do intend to do with Matt Corral. And a very another interesting tidbit that was dropped by Frank Reich is that the Panthers cut Jacob Eason and they did it with the intention in mind of getting Matt Corral more snaps. And man, it really does seem like this is uh, an organization that does want to see what they have in Matt Corral. So my question to the three of you is, are they going to 
you know, as we are predicting that they're going to let Bryce Young have every opportunity to win the number one quarterback spot, what's the likelihood that Matt Corral could actually win out the quarterback number two spot? Or do you think that there is a uh, uh, an effort underway to show off Matt Corral? You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. In the preseason, which Frank Wright did say that they want Matt Corral to have a bunch of snaps in the preseason. And are they trying to inflate his trade value to get some other team to give them some draft capital. Yes, that's exactly what they're going to do. And that's exactly what they should do. And uh, that's what Matt Corral has to hope happens is that he goes out there and balls out in the preseason and the Carolina Panthers uh, find a way to move him around or at the very minimum, create the mystique that was at once Jimmy Garoppolo. Unless, of course, uh, Matt Corral has the same belief that Greg does that Bryce Young is going to have durability concerns. He said he wants to be a Panther. Okay, here's my question. What do Mm -hmm. you get for Matt Corral? Let's say Matt Corral goes out in the preseason and falls out and, like, is the best-looking quarterback in the preseason. What do you get for him? That's what I'm saying. And that's why well, I don't have want to trade like, like honestly, you're not, you can't you're not I mean, yeah, maybe like maybe 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 a, a, a at most a sixth round pick. 
at okay. most. I mean, yeah. like what? I mean, what? Who would offer more than that? I, I just, I don't, I don't Arizona. know. Why get rid of them then? You would like, have to have like, a, an incredible preseason in order for that to be a real possibility. Um, and, and also, there is now a new rule that uh, the you're allowed to hold up to. Uh, up to three quarterbacks. Every team is allowed to have three quarterbacks suited up and ready to play football games because of the injuries to quarterbacks last year. So with all those things together, you have a young guy on a rookie contract now has a chip on his shoulder. We played four quarterbacks last year. So why wouldn't you keep Matt Corral on the team as you know, a, a, an asset in, in case something yeah. happens to your starters. Well, yeah, you're I, definitely I not you, you getting get rid of them. Yeah, but you're not getting rid of the other uh, the red rifle. No, 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 right no. under any circumstances, no. like there's no way Matt Corral is on this team instead of the red rifle. No, but if you, if like, you they already, both if might be on the team, but not right, right. But if you're already paying him the rookie quarterback uh, contract right now, because he's still on that. Like, why not keep him? Because look at the well, it, it doesn't happen often, but look at the situation last year with San Fran, where you're looking also, at putting Christian McCaffrey in for, as quarterback. You have to take into consideration the new rule as well. Did you guys, I mean, I, I don't want to over he alluded to guys, it. No, no, I alluded to it. Is this is go ahead and try to explain this. So basically, rule. right now, the there was a rule that was agreed upon by, you know, uh, by a vote within the NFL owners committees or whatever you call them. Um, basically allowing you to keep a third quarterback on the roster and active on game day and not have it count against your your uh, normal roster count. Like basically, so I don't know how that works, though, um, CK. And the reason I ask that is because when you have, <clears throat> unless they've changed this rule, you do keep a 53-man roster, but you only dress like 50 each week. Right, yeah, you because, have five inactives out of each game normally. I think right. essentially what this is saying is if one of those inactives would normally be a quarterback, then you would only need four inactives. And so I he still be, counts towards the roster, but just yes, the but game not the game day, day roster. Actives, okay. Yeah, exactly. That's what my understanding is. Again, if anybody in chat you know r recalls that being a different explanation, that's what I'm gathering. Which is why this is such a big deal for Matt Corral. Then and you don't have to that, put him on the practice squad. Well, yeah, you don't have to put him on the practice squad. He's on that rookie contract, and it's not going to count against your ability to to have the depth at most every other position that you want. You don't want to have another situation like San Fran had, right? Like Greg talked right. about, um, because that was absolutely god awful. That was one of the worst games I've ever seen. And quite honestly, I'm not sure that the Eagles would have beaten. The, based on the way that I saw them playing early in that game, I'm not sure they would have beaten the uh, 49ers had they not had that happen with their quarterback. So what we need to happen then is <clears throat> Bryce Young at some point to miss one game because of something, you know, like whatever, nicked up, right. something like that, uh, sickness, illness, right? But illness, and then Dalton get banged up in that game a little bit. And then Matt Corral come in and throw four touchdowns. And then he will be what was his name? Matt Flynn. Remember he did over Green Bay that this that yeah. Green Bay. Now he was a 
he went on as a free agent and signed a giant ass deal with Seattle. That was the year Russell Wilson was drafted and they paid him a bunch of money. And then Russell Wilson ended up winning the job. And the kind mm-hmm. of the Nick Foles. I think it was too. Matt something Flynn. Yeah, but Matt yeah, Matt what Flynn. we what we that's kind of what happened with Garoppolo a little bit is he came mm-hmm. in for a couple of games stretch and was really good. And then Brady came back and it was fine. He was fine. So we don't we don't want anything bad really to happen to our number one. But then like then we can trade him away next year for like a number two. However, Garoppolo ended up being pretty successful. That's kind of the difference. Flynn, you know what? The Patriots still made the right decision. Well, but even like, you (laughs) know, could you imagine a quarterback controversy in Carolina where you have some scenario where Matt Corral ends up seeing the field and then balls the fuck out? I mean, hey, you're the one putting out the what if scenarios. It's not a controversy, though. I'm I'm just saying, we're, we're brewing up. Uh, value in a in the year. Mm. That's what I'm saying. I like the idea of having him on simply for the fact that he's been with the team, and I don't hate the guy. I'm not against him, but it's just he has two better players in front of him right now. He seems. How do you think he interviews Cody? Who Matt Corral? Yeah. What did you think of the interview? I you know I, I've only ever heard him give two interviews. That one and then one before last training camp. Almost. I, I always I always felt that he carried himself very well you know he was very open and honest about i have to control the things that i can control yeah and that there are some things that he'll have no say so over but he said last year was tough yeah Yeah, it was tough for him and i'm i'm kind of curious what was the tough part about it i mean was it the injury was it being a rookie and the turmoil it was probably knowing that if he hadn't gotten injured at that point in time, they put PJ he would have Walker actually in, played like seven games. That would have been probably. him. That would have yeah. been his job. And we might have had a seven game sample set of yeah. what Matt Corral could be for the Carolina Panthers last year. We might not have and, for, and, right and, and, and yeah. the fact that he missed out on all that time, then it makes it so easy for He's the Panthers watching. to go. Yeah. To go, yeah, we have to go up to number one to get a quarterback. Because even if we think that Matt Corral has some modicum of talent, we haven't seen enough of him healthy he to make that bet. He still, no matter how good he played, he still would have. We still would have done what we did, probably. Uh, and it, that depends. There's if no we, way if we he could have played playoffs, good enough because. Oh, no, I think if, no. What, you put Wilkes Matt Corral. Would be our coach. We would be rocking with Matt Corral. No, I'm saying if you saw more of Matt Corral than Desmond Ritter did last year for the Falcons, who's currently tapped to be their day one starter, then it's not as insane to take a different quarterback position. No, they also don't have right a now. new coach though. Look, if if they put Matt if Matt Corral's healthy and they put him in when we pull Baker Mayfield and Matt Corral ends up having the season we have and beats Tampa Bay that last game we made the playoffs, Matt Corral's my guy. I don't yeah. want a quarterback out of that, but oh, that didn't gosh. happen. All right. Not his fault, but it didn't happen. You know? Look at yeah. this. Greg's so wet blanket, he'd rather I have am, Matt Corral I, than I'm Bryce sorry. I'm, I'm a realistic guy. I can't help it. I, 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 I don't I, – I have to look at the – the actual things that are in front of me as opposed to what possibly I want to be hopeful. Like I said, I really think Bryce Young can do it. I hope he can do it, but I still need to see it before I am. All right. This is, this was right. This is, yeah. I'm not saying he's the right pick. A lot of people write on. He's right. He's there. He's the guy. 
you don't know that yet. So, like, let's wait and see. Okay, uh, you're not, let's you're talk not about wrong some thing, things yeah. that have actually happened in the world. I am. I got one of those daily calendars, uh, for Christmas, and I have not peeled it back. It's a Carolina Panthers one. I've not peeled nice. it back since April eighth. Huh. <laughs> uh, D'Angelo Williams ranks number two on the Panthers' all-time rushing list with six thousand eight hundred forty-six yards. That's a fun fact. And just do a couple of these, and then we'll move on. What undrafted defensive end from Troy posted 55 sacks over eight seasons with the Panthers beginning in 2012? Oh, defensive end. Yeah. Undrafted defensive Mm. end from Troy. Who the fuck would that have been? 2012. We would have had Charles Johnson. And who was on the? We would have had Greg Hardy in his second year. Who else did we have? Twenty twelve, Luke Keekley's rookie year. Who the hell is that? Interesting. Haynes, Marquise Haynes. No way. He's on the team right now, isn't he? Calendar don't lie. Let's see. I'm not gonna. Do you guys want to? You want me to look? Do it. Do it. Oh wait, the calendar didn't say it. No. Oh man, it's the other. It's the first Mar uh, Marquis Haynes, Mario Addison. Ah, that's the last Marquis Haynes. All right, fun uh, fact: Griffin picked it up. When Christian McCaffrey caught 116 passes in 2019, he not only set a club single season record, but he also posted the most receptions by a running back in NFL history. And uh, last trivia question: We'll move on. What player forced three fumbles to lead the Panthers in that category in 2020? Oh, I know this one. Jeremy Chin. Jeremy Chin. And the answer is Brian Burns. Oh, really? That's what it says. I thought it was Jeremy Chin, too, so I didn't know it. All right, what do we got next? Uh, Matt Corral, starting quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. Brian Burns, three forced fumbles. <laughs> What's next? Next up, Charlotte, North Carolina could be home to the NFL draft. Uh, It was revealed that uh, NFL officials were in Charlotte on May the 4th to hear a pitch from city leaders about hosting a draft. A spokesman for Charlotte Sports Foundation confirmed Joe Bruno was the first on the visit. So uh, what do we think, man? Uh, Charlotte people would love it. Oh, dude, I would. I, not, I, would I mean, our fan base would love it, but I think people from other places would love it. Yeah, like having yeah. uh, but having this the stadium right in the city, yeah. you know, is such a perk for doing things like this right here, right? Because look, we had uh, Kev White Chocolate Espresso went there, and you know, what I mean, they go out there. You're out there at the draft. It takes a lot of energy out of you. You're spending twelve dollars, sixteen dollars a beer or whatever it is. You see your pick, and what do you want to do? Go eat in a restaurant, oh, right yeah. down there. You know, what I'm saying, go to a couple of bars downtown, like or uptown, should I say? I think this is like it's the perfect environment for. I mean, in Nashville is another one. Nashville's you know, what I mean, fun. the stadium yeah. is right freaking there mm-hmm. uh across the river and i mean i think it's again i'm pretty sure it's across the water but it's like you can walk literally almost walk there from whatever that strip is 
I uh, think uh, Charlotte be a fantastic place for things exactly like this because you're not spending all your time in the stadium. Imagine doing this like in Dallas and you got to drive like a two hours out of the way to get to the I mean, I mean, they might not always do it at the stadium. Yeah, I, I love this idea because I love Charlotte. Like, I, if there's any big city I'm going in, big city I'm going to, it's Charlotte. I, I absolutely love being there. Um, I find it interesting though, May the 4th. They did this. Is that like a new hope they're trying to uh, invoke amongst Carolina fans? Oh, oh I'll Charlotte, see uh, I'll May fourth, yeah, the fourth. Yeah. I'll see myself. May the fourth be with them in landing and the new hope. Yeah, so, somebody got that. <laughs> somebody in the yeah. chat room got that. But yeah, um, no, I like it. I think that Charlotte's good. I I think that Tepper wants to put Charlotte on the map. I think that he wants to have a stadium that a Super Bowl could be hosted in. Yeah. I think that he wants to have these big events there. And I think Charlotte's a perfect city for that kind of thing. Um, Uptown Charlotte is such a fun place to be. Um, it's clean. I, I, I it's safe. It. Exactly. You it's know, so clean. It's like, That's what yeah. I love about it. So clean. Sorry. Yeah, it's a great – I mean, it would be great for this – because I'm thinking of just the time that's away from the draft that's still part of the weekend mm. of like you don't have to go to a hotel that's 10 hours away, it feels like. I just feel like it would be very convenient. And um, there's a lot of big surrounding cities, oh, too. can't do Charlotte. this next slide without Cody. <laughs> but I was going to say, there's a lot of big surrounding cities in Charlotte. I mean, you can it, – it's a perfect location to be the next like big hub with places like big cities that are – somewhat falling off the map right now or maybe not being so desirable places to go be or visit charlotte is a really really nice area to come check out so i, I think they could do it they could make Ooh. charlotte not a small market and that would change the dynamics of every sports team in the area this is not a good fact i don't think for the carolina panthers which is oh this is actually surprised me maybe it surprised you the panthers who did not play a regular season overtime game in 2020 Entered 20, uh, 2021 with an all-time record of 5-10-1 in overtime games. Regular season overtime, our record's 5-10-1. Not too great no. for us winning a few overtime games that I feel like I remember. All right, let's see this one here. Uh, what wide receiver from Ohio State amassed 4,023 combined net yards, rushing, receiving, and returns for the Panthers? Over just three seasons, 2013, 2015, 2016. That's an easy one. Wide receiver. Speedster. Stonehands. Ted Ginn. Ted, Ted Ginn was from, from Miami, wasn't he? No, he was Ohio State. He was Ohio State? Okay. I thought Ted Ginn, but I, was, I thought he was from Miami. I wasn't sure. So, okay. All right. Uh, what else? Did you guys hear anything else when it go? Oh, uh, while we wait on uh, Cody, we'll go. Let me see if I can jump to. Let's see what this one is. Nope. Jumping ahead. Oh, we'll talk about this. And this is going to be the play. Oh, he's back. I'm he's back. back. <laughs> he's back. We were just going to jump to another topic because I needed you for the Rihanna talk. Well, let's do it. Let's right, talk about we'll it. Uh, we'll go back to Rihanna then. Um, this, uh, so what happened is this is, uh, Panther fans kind of talking about this on Twitter, you know, and I couldn't figure out, like, it was hard for me to see this picture at the time. I think it was outside, you know, the glare or something on this, uh, this got more in depth than I thought <laughs> when I first, I didn't understand that this was a dress. I didn't see that. 
that's pretty it's pretty wild right here rihanna in this big fashion forward statement uh malayan senegalese de- designer lamine Baydan kuyete i don't know um <laughs> good try <laughs> is uh got this dress that she made out of um t- a couple of this is a D'Angelo Williams jersey, a Kerry Collins jersey, and a Derek Brown jersey put together. Or but, but it's Johnson not it's part? not it's not it, it, yeah, it might be Johnson it because be Charles Johnson, yeah. If you look the, the Panther Dick so, racist so look, Dick. No, 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 no. <laughs> check check this. Uh if you if you notice the the panther on her sleeve, it, it's a it's a throwback panther. Yeah, like it's it's the old style panther. So, wow. I think it's Charles Johnson. Yeah, yeah, probably Charles Johnson. If that's Charles uh, Johnson, what's the symbolism? By the um, way, it, it just maybe says she's Panthers. a panther fan. Uh-huh. It just says Panthers on no, the, the back. No, the that's dress the designer. thing. Like, the dress designer, like so, is so she. The numbers of the players don't matter. It's just the no, sewing together the three jerseys. Okay, it would be cool if there was a statement like so. Big Johnson, big money, broken jaw. Like we got put together, and we could put these three numbers <laughs> and and dickhead second. wrestler. <laughs> Yeah. Um Daryl eighty eight says it reps the ninety five inaugural season. But Charles okay. Johnson wasn't uh, there. The team started. Well, well, I, I, there oh, was 95. It didn't even it didn't even say Charles Johnson on the back. It okay. just said Panthers on You're the right. back. You're right. Okay. Ninety five. Well, I mean uh, I thought the picture on the think... right I thought the picture on the right was somebody that actually wore this like a long time ago, and then the mm-hmm. picture on the left was them recreating it. I don't think so. I think it's just black and white version of the same person. Well, I think someone <laughs> used this as a fashion show. Whatever name you yeah. read, they saw the black and blue together and liked them and then stitched together. One, the dress is ugly as fuck. Uh, let's, let, let's just be real, right? Rihanna is beautiful. Always is. Is she but pregnant? The dress, yeah, yeah, she's uh, pregnant with yeah, her. She son. was pregnant in the, uh, at the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Okay. But by the way, to me, this doesn't mean that Rihanna is a fan of the Panthers. You know what I mean? Like, no, just, no, no, no. This, this designer. Yeah, let me, let me think what I want to think. Rihanna's a fan of the Panthers. I'll take that. Yeah, no, no you're right. Think I, don't, take I, I wanna know. From us. don't take it away from me. Exactly. No, I you're want. right. My fault. My fault. My fault. <laughs> I want to know more about this uh, Zuli Bet clothing line here and what they're trying to do. You know, is that you always think about this because she's from Senegal, Senegal, and um, you ever wonder what they do with all those, uh, like what they did with the the hats that the Carolina Panthers that said Panthers twenty fifteen Super Bowl champions. Oh, yeah. Like you know, like there's yeah. the there's the running joke somewhere that there is like some poor Indian kid. Yeah, wearing a uh, wearing like a, yeah, like whoever the loser was of the super. You know, yeah, I don't like, think it's a running uh, joke. I think that's actually a real thing. I, yeah, yeah they really. Real yeah, they. they <laughs> do I feel that. like we would see more pictures of that on Reddit if that was the case. Uh maybe. I, mm, and is I this know. clothing line? What if the Zuli Betts clothes? What if? Oh, that would be. You know how retro clothes are in. Like uh, we got these shops now, and and. Uh, isn't that we call old like uh and it'll be like they're like old uh what's the one the alligator 
My mom used to always make me the wear the jacket that had the alligator on it. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, po- uh, polo? No, 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 no polo is a guy on a horse playing polo. Yeah, the crocodile one, alligator is somebody in the chat will get it. It's like this is a name brand from the '80s. That, so like now that shows you how well yeah. I know my preppy shit. Izon, I don't, I don't think it was. Maybe yeah, it was. Izon. It was Izon. So, but here, what if you there was an actual clothing line out there that made fashion clothes out of all those old off mar, uh, off brand. Um, championship shirt like it's like hey the 1989 loser of the world series <laughs> it's like you would make a, a fortune in this yeah, kind of like smart. as people are getting record players back out and people are going to a coffee shop with like an old typewriter hey that clothing line would pop lacoste uh, yeah lacoste was what people are saying in the chat Anyway, um, Rihanna and her cra- uh, wild dress, wild dress, the life of the rich and the famous. Dude, this is one of the biggest Panther stories ever. <laughs> right. Like, like Rihanna wears a Panther jersey and everybody. Uh, everybody well, I mean, so everybody crazy. would love for that to be their baby mama, to be honest. I, I was going like, to say, can we can we at least admit it's one of the most beautiful women to ever we've ever seen wearing a Panther jersey? Oh, yeah, dude, Rihanna. Like, I mean, she's so hot. Yeah. Uh, but can we at least admit that the dress is ugly? Like the on the right side, ugly. like it's just, like, but, it's but just she, a bunch she, she of looks fantastic. jerseys stitched together. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Bottom, dude, yeah. so bad. I mean, oh. it's more like art than it is. Mm. Like yeah. A, well, the, pro- know, the problem is, the, the, look at the huge gap between the '95 and the Collins, which you have the Collins is the only name on the jersey, and then the small gap between twelve and thirty-four. You should have cut Collins out. And put the 12, 12 up right below the ninety five, <laughs> like the thirty four. Greg, fashion designer, Tell right this design, and, and that would have been that would have been a dress right there. I'm just saying. Look, listen to me. I know how to do fashion. Look at me. You know, <laughs> I think it's Pan- art. It's Panther art. Gal I wonder how much says, she paid for it. Panther Gal says she buried to church. <laughs> how much do you think that that dress cost? Uh, probably like yeah, I did one chocolate probably way more than it's worth thousand dollars. For that dress, for, <laughs> probably game for, jersey. for a jersey that costs fifty dollars each. Awesome. We gotta get we gotta get this business of this uh, of the losing Re- t-shirt repurposing jerseys. Yeah, losing one. And what if you like? What if we um, sold it? Like, hey, you want to forget the twenty fifteen Super Bowl? The Broncos? Fuck them. Why don't you just wear the one you want? Like you're, you're like revisionist history. Hey, yep. that's what we would call the name of our clothing brand. Revision revisionist history. Revisionist history. history. Like, we made you championship just, shirts for every is, team that lost. <laughs> yeah, like, right. of the jersey dress. Do y'all remember when the jersey dress is really big? I mean, my wife liked them. But do y'all remember that? Is it a remake of that? I the ugly know. jersey dress? Can we call it that? I think, yeah. I think this is a one-off. One yeah. off, one model. All right, what's next? Um, oh, I think we had some injury talk too. Well, we have what's oh, Smitty. Wasn't it Smitty? Smitty's I mean, got a big podcast what? coming out tomorrow, guys. And Moose is going to be up there crying, crying. You want, you tears. Want, uh, you want to watch the little clip? Yeah, hang on one second. He's emotional. It up. This is the nicest you ever heard Steve Smith be to anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, uh, I mean, I immediate tears. 
clearly it's just a cut of tomorrow cut to it it's a cut from cut to it but tomorrow tomorrow check out steve smith's cut to it as uh his guest is Masim muhammad there are a lot of people that help me get where i'm at but then there are some people who made me who i am Man, I always appreciate that of you, man. Man, you're making me emotional here, man. But you, 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 my big bro, man. Yeah. And uh, because I'm a product of what you talk. You, Ricky Moose, all those guys, Rich, Fred Graves, all you know, uh, Bobby Ingram, all those guys taught yeah. me a lot of stuff, man. And so I just, I just want to make sure, and also people know, man. Man, ain't no, it ain't no Smitty without Moose. <laughs> Smitty, it's been a pleasure, man. Absolutely, it's man. Been a pleasure, man. And um, I'm thankful that um, you decided to retire in this city. I decided to retire in this city because we got a we got a lot of good years ahead of us too, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, it's only beginning, you know? Yeah. So it's just beginning. Like life is, I feel like it's just really starting to begin, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we had uh, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good times and a lot of things to teach because we got some people from behind us that we can understand too. Yeah. That'd be special. Yeah. yeah. So, Smitty, paying some homage to the great Moose and Mohammed. Oh, yeah. Says he wouldn't be the man that he is today without him. That seems like it'll be uh, super emotional. Hey, can, I, can I just say too, like that was fantastic seeing that. But the fact that both of them were talking about we chose to retire in this city goes back to what I was saying about Charlotte beforehand. If you've never been to Charlotte, man, what a great city that these players decide to retire and come back here. Not, not granted, I get they played for us, but you can at that point when you have that much money, you can go anywhere you want to, anywhere you want to, and you decide to. Come and that businessman in the community is I know Moose used to man. I don't know what the epicenter is if it even exists didn't they close he well the wild wild wings buffalo wild wings or whatever it is uh, he was a part either the owner or part owner of that one that was in the epicenter so he's a businessman in charlotte moose um and uh you know i felt like steve smith should have been like man i'm just so happy i never got mad enough to punch you in the face moose (laughs) 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 so thankful i didn't do that when i was young because now I'm older and we're sitting here thinking back about our lives and trying to make more continue to live them beyond football. And here we are. And now we can be friends because I didn't punch you in the face like Ken Lucas. Ken Lucas, not going to be on the cut to a podcast. I'm guessing. <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, by the way, shout out to my boy, Handy Capable in the chat. He's a good friend of ours, new part of the C3 Nation. So yep. shout out to him. And, um, yeah, man. I, th- I mean, I can't wait to uh, watch Moose and, and and Steve talk about you know all those old days with the Carolina Panthers. I'm sure they have so many stories. You know, you just want to be a fly on the wall when they talk about everything that they've been through. So that think, ought to be. Uh, I'm sorry, I was looking at the chat. I think uh, Jonathan Stewart lives in Charlotte as well, too. Man, he's and, always yeah. doing crap in, around here. Do you know he he uh, re- did the air horn at the Canes game? The first Dude, they said he game. broke it, right? Really? <laughs> That's what <laughs> he I heard. Pumped. 
he was excited to be there. He looked like he was having a good time. And that was the game that went nine hours, went seven periods. It wasn't that it was long. It was long. Two, two yeah. and a third games. Yeah. Yeah. Really insane. And uh and he was excited to be there. Man, the Canes. That's what I should be. That's my ace up pick tonight. Oh, and three. They're getting blanked by the Panthers. Um, all right, yeah. Charlotte, great place. And I think, man, it is one of the nicest, it like is like uh in the country, like one of the up and coming, right? Is like North Carolina taxes aren't crazy. Um, so I mean, the only thing you don't we don't get as many reti- like snowbirds um in North Carolina because you know, I mean, there's a lot of benefits of going to Florida for no state income tax. They have like pension, like uh in Georgia, you don't get your pension taxed. And so like a lot of people from the north, but like everybody who goes to Charlotte and you know, like in North Carolina likes it, loves it. It's like a city that's growing the great schools. It's like got everything. It's got the international airport, banking. Yeah. It's like a, a clean. It's the fastest growing city in the southeast. It is still it's the biggest banking city yeah. in the world. Yeah, yeah. So wow, it, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's a big for deal. a long time. And actually. now the stadium's going to be called Smithfield Bacon. No, it's not. It's got to be. <laughs> it's going to be a bank of some sort. If not Bank yeah. of America, it'll be another bank. Fifth, third. Well, what's bank bigger than Bank of America? I know. There's, there's Why three. There's three big ones beyond that. Wells Fargo. Yeah, but Wells Fargo and J.P. Morgan. Beyond that, what's like? Why would uh, like? Why do we assume that the? Why are so many people assuming that Bank of America won't just pick up the rights again? I I don't know. To be honest with you, I really don't. I, I kind of like Bank of America. I think it's pretty awesome. Hasn't it felt like that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, that yeah, like yeah. the people that have talked about it have been like. Oh, it's going to be something different. I don't know, man. I think I think that, like I said, Tepper wants to Cody, make you're this there. a Super Bowl ready franchise. I think that, I, and the only way to do that is to build a brand new state of the art stadium. And if Bank of America is not down to do that, then he will drop them and find somebody. Well, who's, they don't who build do the stadium though; they just buy the naming. Well, they sponsor right? it though. Like they 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 have a big part. Yeah, it's a pretty a financial oh. financial contribution to the team. Yeah, they're probably sponsor, getting ready. The city know? of Charlotte. It's probably getting ready to spend around a billion dollars on renovations to Bank of America Stadium. Yeah, a billion um, on renovations. Yeah, they're, they're like, where are they gonna? They might put a roof on that mug for a billion dollars. Hope so. I think they might call it Lowe's Field. I'm telling you, in my mind, I feel yeah. like it's going to be Lowe's. Uh, Lowe's has their brand new headquarters here in Charlotte. They're a big and warehouse they just, like, store. Own all of Charlotte. Well, don't they have the? Sp- the yeah, Motor they have Speedway. the Lowe's Motor Speedway too. Yeah, um, just they're like a big, they're the a, city. Yeah, they're a big competitor to Home Depot, and Home Depot that's the Falcons, that's Arthur Blank. So, All right, uh, so go to cut to it tomorrow. Find out about uh, Smitty and Moose and the Charlotte uh, community that is just full of Panther legends. What's next? Yeah, so two things that I wanted to speak about. Um, we'll start on offense first. Uh, Hayden Hurst underwent a sports hernia surgery. This is scary. Uh, yeah, Reich wasn't sure his timeline to return. And it's like, why are we just now learning about this? Right. Sports I mean, hernias really, like, are, they're sneaky injuries, man. Right? Like, right. Is, um, so like, what's one of those things like you can't, and they can get worse, right? Uh, any hernia can start out as something that is like, all right, well, 
you know, it can, your muscles are going to repair itself and do some different things. But the sports hernia is kind of a hard to diagnose, right? He's like, you just have some uncomfort, discomfort, should I say? And uh, the problem, though, with these these the hernia is uh, injuries is that it's not that they're not fixable and fixed pretty quickly. To be honest, it's just like I'm, I'm sure they have to be careful in their recovery. Yeah. Right. Like a slow, you don't want to like hit the weights too quick or something. And maybe like a, and you might, so it could be a slow burn for him in some ways, I think. Yeah. Um, I have some, you know, some thoughts about this before we go any further. Uh, who wore it better? Rihanna or the boy white chocolate expression? <laughs> we should all just go to games like this yeah (laughs) kev you little naughty son of a bitch (laughs) we should all do that you know what is be like uh what if you did this what if you sewed together the same exact dress with the same jerseys but you used all knockoff jerseys (laughs) <laughs> it's, the, it's the double knockoff oh dude get that off my screen bro what the hell are we doing <laughs> what the hell are we doing um, so uh, when it comes to Hayden Hirsch man like I don't know I mean the fact that we don't have a timetable that's kind of worrisome to me it's like come on man you know I, I just don't want to, to have a situation where Hayden Hirsch is you know, slow to make an impact on the team because of this injury that we're just now finding out about. Right. Um, right. The uh, yeah, go ahead. biggest issue is just not knowing this beforehand. Like, can you, did the Panthers know that he needed this before they signed him? That That's a huge deal. And I, I get that I can't, like, they don't care what I think, but I care what I think. <laughs> like, I, I just feel like, Cody, you, you put it out there best. Uh, why would you sign a player like this? Or maybe what? Maybe you can understand why this player would be let go if he if he had this coming in the future and you knew this was coming. You know, we have no idea what's going. You're on talking about you're talking about Hurst, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know that again. These sports hernias, man. I think that's the hernia that goes down. Like is right. So a hernia usually is something as your intestine, like is your push through, right? You have torn muscle. Or generally like in, in the groin area, uh, right? yeah, like in the stomach is the yeah. when they call lower sports hernias. I think are the ones that go down, like behind your like. Yeah, the power lifters wear belts around their their midsection whenever they're lifting heavy, heavy weights, so they don't get. Uh, but again, sometimes it's like this, Greg. It's like a little, like just a little weakness in the intest, like in the wall. And then mm-hmm. like over time it gets worse. So it's not something like, oh, they knew he had a sports hernia. Okay. Right. Well, like you, you may be right. like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, is this could be a recent thing. It could be something that worsened and they just figured out exactly what was going on. Um, I think the more the problem and like somebody is bringing up in the chat is like, dang, we've got a, tight end who's dealt with injuries in the past. I think he's had one other and but then now and then DJ Shark. Like these guys, that's the but I mean one year deal for Shark. This is when you don't want people getting hurt. This is probably nothing, right? I mean like I'm sure the timeline for this is him being we back hope. and being fine. But it's just like dang. This is a guy. This is not CJ. How about this is uh 
you probably would you be as disappointed disappointed if CJ Henderson missed with uh-huh. a sports hernia? <laughs> I don't care. Or Hayden Hurst, exactly. Yeah. So here, well, Greg's favorite player, CJ oh Henderson, missed. I want to get him uh, on the show. I want to talk. Oh. To him. Hey, I don't know if you I do. want to talk I to want him. Him. I don't know if you do. Let me talk to him. I got questions to ask him. Well, I think we all, no we all have a lot of questions. <laughs> It'd be like, uh, all right. I'm so earlier, earlier today, or, or maybe at the start of the podcast, rather, I, I tipped my hat that there's a certain player that I don't think is going to be on the roster. And mm. uh, I said this on Debrace, uh, on the Embrace Debate uh, with me, Desmond, and Monty, that uh, the way things are going, I do not predict C.J. Henderson is going to be on the roster week one. I really don't. I, I feel he is on such a steep decline. And look, they said that he was there or he wasn't there for personal reasons. I don't know this man's life. Maybe it was something that was, you know, very personal that, you know, couldn't allow him to be there. OTAs are indeed voluntary after all. But the fact that the Carolina Panthers did not pick up his fifth year option, <laughs> you know that your job is on the line. And you're still not going to show up? Mm-hmm. Bro, no one believes in him right now. And one of the things that we talked about a long time ago when we traded for C.J. Henderson was there was always the rumors that we heard that Henderson didn't love football, that you know he doesn't have that fire, that passion to be the best player possible. And with this performance after last season, I don't know, man, C.J. Henderson... I just feel like that is a roller coaster going down, down, down. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, and you have very talented undrafted free agent, Rajon Wright, who I know he's undrafted, but you know, I'm hoping he might be able to impress a little bit. Uh, none of us want to depend on Keith Taylor. So it's a bit of a tough situation, but I don't know why CJ wouldn't make it a point to be there knowing everything he has going on right now with the Panthers organization because he's not good. We need to not hate on <laughs> Keith Taylor so much. Right. It's like, we yeah, always we love to No, he we love to throw these, but no, he just, he's this is good as Henderson. Him a lot. Steve Smith was Let's gushing about that. him last year. If we got CJ Henderson up here on the podcast for Greg and Greg threw the heavy hitter at him and he goes, so, what was the reason you didn't go to OTAs as Cody tells me that this roller coaster keeps going down, down and down. And what if he just said, well, personally, I didn't want to be there. That was my reason. He said, personal reason. Personally, I didn't want to go. It was optional. That would probably be the answer to that. Why does he, you know, what's he going to do? Like is CJ, the CJ Henderson does not, did not want to be there. That's what I think the personal reason was. So, okay, let's. I'm pulling up stats right now because that is interesting to see. Okay, so. Keith Taylor got cooked in one game and everybody. Keith Taylor started five games in his career. So let's give him a break compared to CJ Henderson. He got cooked in one game and people, they, these poor core. It's like turning on Ben A. Ben Wickery. Yeah. And they they let Julio Jones cook him for 200 yards. And then everybody's like coming off first game back in a year and a half. And they put a nickel corner on a guy who's the best receiver in the damn league. And they put him in man and they say, Hey, go cover Julio. And then he's like out of shape. And Ron Rivera goes, if he was in shape, he could have done. 
Oh man, poor Ben A. Ben Wickery got run over with a Mack truck by Ron Rivera and the Panther fan base. Keith Taylor isn't far behind him on this. You guys are running over him with a damn cement truck for no reason. No, you're you're absolutely right. Keith Taylor in 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 five starts had 67 combo tackles. C.J. Henderson and everybody was passing on him. Well, but that's, <laughs> okay. So man, he also has one, has has one force fumble, twelve. Six, six. Six. Well, I'm looking at C.J. Henderson, game, Henderson in in uh, okay. Yeah, what game was it that he got uh, beat up in? It was around that Atlanta game somewhere. Mm. Yeah, because that was the game of his career, wasn't it? It was somewhere. I forget who it was. That I think that, it was that Atlanta game because I, I remember he they didn't pass he much though. Out. Who? Uh, C.J. Henderson. Oh, C.J. Henderson. Yeah, I wonder where Keith Taylor got cooked though. What game it was? Oh, because, oh. like what game was that? Because there was a specific game last year where people were like, "Oh, this dude sucks now." Like we turned on yeah. him. And and it it's hard because like I. I want to compare stats and I want to defend, but then I realize that I'm defending Keith Taylor and I'm like, well, okay, maybe I should stop. Yeah, dude, that's a losing <laughs> like, battle. They like, are it's a losing ass, battle. Like, man, defending, like defending against CJ Henderson, and which I don't think CJ Henderson's like a, a leap and bounds of forward Keith Taylor, but I'm trying to defend Keith Taylor. It's, it's like, so, okay, maybe I should just stop. Yeah, you definitely should. <laughs> yeah. uh, but hey, you know, again, I, I just, I don't think that his heart is in it. Like and again, I'm not trying to read too much into him not being at OTAs, but come on. If you were a professional football player and the team that you pay that you play for didn't pick up your fifth year option and you have a brand new coaching staff, what this dude has been under like what four, three or four different coaching staffs in his NFL career, like why why would you not be doing everything in your power to you know, show well of yourself and put it out there that, that you're you're coming out here looking to ball. I mean, J.C. Horn was out there. Dante Jackson was out there. All the other big names were out there. I'll tell so, you yeah. why. Because C.J. Henderson signed a two-year contract with Jacksonville for $9.5 million. Um, and then that was before he even signed with Carolina. I don't know what he got with Carolina. Or if he's still on that same thing, I don't care. $9.5 million is enough to take care of your family for the rest of your life. That's why he doesn't care. He came in the NFL to make a make make a paycheck, which I okay, I respect that. If you want to do that, it's fine. But just get out. You made your paycheck. He's trying to. He's about to. What do we got next, Cody? Uh, by the way, Daniel S says it was the Pittsburgh game. Pittsburgh. Oh, and was it like uh Kenny Pickett? Yeah. Just being all kinds of terrible. So I wanted to bring this up. Mm. The NFL uh, put out their power rankings for all the 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. And I happen to have that list right here. And we're going to don't don't put it up yet. Don't put it up. uh, Just in time. Let's do ours real quick and then we'll compare it. Well, of the top 32 or just the Uh, top, just do top 10. It, uh, all of ours individually? I don't know. We can mm. maybe try to consensus do it real quick. Number one. Pat Mahomes. Guys, Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. Yeah. I say Pat Mahomes. All right. Good question. Number two. Um, I would say Joe Burrow. I agree. I yeah. Agree. I can't um, argue that. Number three, I would say Josh Allen. 
Yeah. Uh, he took a step back last year is my only thing. Right. Who's but, the name but, that you would who's put better? above him? Yeah, that's the question. I, I agree he did take a step back, but I can't. For me, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Jalen Hurts is probably man. the one that I would consider okay. being better. But Jaylen. he's I only had one year of good, you know. Yeah, but we're talking about right Josh now. Not, not talking about in totality. We're talking about right now, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Going in, going into this season, uh, I would be with you and CK to say Jalen Hurts number three for me, over Josh Allen. I I think Jalen Hurts right now. I I don't believe that he's going to stay there. Josh Allen played hurt last year, but I think right right now Jalen Hurts proved a lot more last year. So then we go three, three Hurts, four Josh Allen, four Josh Allen, five. Um, I would everybody's say everybody's gonna go Justin Herbert. I would say Justin would, Herbert. Yeah, I would say I, I would say Trevor Lawrence. But I'm you not know what? Make- I, I, honestly, Cody, you converted me last year towards the end of the year. You didn't, but Trevor did. I think I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence uh, than Justin Herbert too. I agree. I'll go with you on that. I like I like them both. I, I think you can not. I don't it's think it's easy. Say, five, I, six, I, right? I say Herbert over that. Okay. CK, you pick. You pick between the two. Herbert. Okay. Okay. All right. But didn't so did, Herbert didn't Trevor Lawrence? Didn't Trevor Lawrence then we're gonna Herbert give you Trevor. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> like, dude. Did he beat Herbert in the playoffs? Like, yeah, uh, man. Oh, like okay. one of them. Hey, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. What uh, about, all right. So yeah, that's uh, five six right there. Aaron so we're going to seven, right? So there's. All right, so uh, we also have we also have Lamar Jackson out there. Hmm. Uh, so above Aaron Rodgers. What number are we at right now? Yes, right, eight. Tony, I'm going to say right now, Aaron Rodgers Lamar? is barely going to make my top. We'll go as far as we can, real quick. Lamar. Who is it? It's not at, Deshaun at Watson. It's not Lamar. It's not. I mean, it's not Russell Wilson. It's not. Um, all right. So not, who's in the South? That. Nobody in the not. South. The Giants. We did the Eagles. It's nobody from. It's it's not Real Dak. Picker. It's not. It's not Kirk Cousins. It's not. Um, Brett, it's Lamar, Brett, or Aaron Rodgers, and who's next? Uh, we're at number seven. Yeah, we're at number seven. Um, I take Lamar. Yeah. He's probably the next guy I'd, I'd take yeah, off. The I would. Um, yeah, y'all can say all you want about me He's hating on Lamar. I would. Ta- I would take Trevor over Lamar. We've well, already Trevor's got already Trevor. There. Trevor's seven. five or six. We we said Trevor and Herbert. So you have. So Herbert is or Trevor Lawrence is Mahomes, six. Burrow, Hurst, He's either five Allen, or six. Herbert, so split on Lawrence. That. We're at number yeah. seven now. All right. So who would you go, Lamar or Aaron Rodgers? I go Lamar. Lamar has a way better upside going forward than Rodgers does. Mm, I would yeah. say Rodgers because his one his his one before it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, two what, MVPs like, like thirteen years yeah. ago. He won a Super Bowl. Cool. A I mean. It within lost, the past lost, three like, years, lost an NFC championship home you, game. You, lost like he's, been, he's, been an MV, he's been an MVP two times in the last three okay, years. Cool. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take Lamar. I'm gonna take. Yeah, I'll oh. take Aaron Rodgers. Okay, you went Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Okay, then we're okay. going Aaron Rodgers. Then we're Rogers. going Lamar. Lamar's next. Okay. Um. Lamar. I know who I, would, I know who I would put at number ten. Go ahead. I know who I would put at Hey, what about mm, Bryce Young? Bryce Young. Oh, what about uh, Tua? Dak. It's Tua Dak. 
uh, Gino. Um, you could say Patrick uh, uh, Murray. Uh, what's his name? Little Murray's little not guy. playing next year, so you can't. You can't I know, but he's been that. hurt. Yeah. But he is. Who are you gonna say, Cody? I mean, is it what we think, or is it what the yeah, media no. at large? No, what think? we think? What we think? I'd I'd put Deshaun Watson next. God, no um, way! Yo, yo, are judging le- what five games that he played last year? No, we no, haven't seen him in three years. Yeah, I mean, we haven't, haven't seen him in so long, dude. It's and, not just and, five. Yeah, like, and when was, he played, he played her like he didn't play well. Like, he said, played really badly. Tua. There's Russell Wilson. Dak, Russell, uh, yeah. There's Prescott. You got to throw Kirk Cousins in there in that category. He, he's about that area. Yeah. Oh, what about Matt Stafford? Super. Mm, he's also hurt. He was hurt mm, last right. year. I've never uh, been a big well, Matthew Stafford. All right, I'm man. not putting Deshaun Watson. So was two. I'm not putting Deshaun Watson next. Put give me yeah. another name. And it's then either we'll Dak. It's either, it's either Dak or Jared Goff. Oh god! Or, may- or maybe a Kirk Cousins, Prescott. Oh wait, Dak. Oh, uh, who we think is the better player, or who we think is guy has a better looking no, season? Just, this is our top ten. We're just trying to no, get just, it out real no. quick. We're just this is play. our power rankings of quarterbacks going into next season. And I'm putting Watson. Prescott over. I think over Tua. Paul. I like Tua here. Lions. I don't like Tua better than Dak. All right, I don't so like we Tua go Dak. Prescott, no way over Deshaun. I could see how you're making sense there. Dude, Ugh. Deshaun, it, people forget how talented Deshaun is. They do. You're right. He has to come back and remind us. I still don't like it, though. Yeah. Dak, um, then what? Dak, then Tua. Gosh. All right. That's it. How about this? I, I don't want to put, uh, I'm not putting Deshaun Watson in my top 10 right now. Not That can change next year. Yeah. But I'm not putting him over Tua or Kirk Cousins at this moment. Actually, no, I would say this. I'd put him over Kirk Cousins. He hasn't proven anything yet. But why is he over Kirk Cousins? Bryce Kirk Young. Cousins has never Bryce been Young's a top 10 quarterback. Boom, right away. If Carolina had a quarterback that put up Kirk Cousins' numbers every year, we'd be happy with it. You know why? Because we haven't done that in years. If he throws, say, he threw 4,000 yards next year. Who we talking and about? He, Kurt? Uh, Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Okay. I mean, we're leaving one really big name off of this list. Who? Who are we missing? Christian McCaffrey. Like, you see oh, what he Preston. did in the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, um, 4,000 yards, 25 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. I think Bryce Young right here is already on this list. What's this pickup here? What were. Dak Prescott's numbers last year, Greg. Look those not, up. I'll look it up. They're not great because I he know was he hurt. led the league in interceptions. Okay, how about like uh, Kirk Cousins' <laughs> numbers last year? All right, hang on. Let me pull it up. All right, and then we'll go. They go were ahead. in the playoffs. Let's see you what Kirk Cousins' it? numbers were. Now, let's pull up their top 10. Uh, I kind of want to see. Yeah, let's Kirk pull Cousins. up their top 10. Kirk Cousins last year was... 68%. We almost have the list completion. verbatim. He was 68% completion. Um, why so, did he lose? Oh, sorry. Wrong, wrong stat. They have their top 10. There's Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, 
Aaron Rodgers. That's our list. They have Kirk Cousins, number nine. They have Dak Prescott, 10. Jared Goff, 11. To attack Viloa, 12. Deshaun Watson, 13. Lamar, Aaron, Cousins. Baker's 28. What What were Cousins' numbers last year? Cousins had forty five hundred forty seven yards, sixty five percent completion, twenty or uh, excuse me, twenty nine touchdowns, fourteen interceptions. <laughs> How about so, this? Look, I think if Damn. I think if Bryce Young has just say he had forty two hundred yards and that same touchdown to interception ratio, he two automatically to yeah. two to one. becomes a guy that you're talking about. All the names above those people like behind, right? Like, so it's like, you're looking at that 10, 11, 12 spot. He could get ahead of Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott immediately this year. Rookie dude, year. how about, dude, look at, look at this. So they have Bryce Young and the Panthers at number 23. They have him ahead of Ryan Tannehill, Kenny Pickett, Russell Wilson, Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield, Anthony Richardson, Sam Howell, and Desmond Ritter. So the fact that right now, dude, could you imagine, like, he hasn't played a snap of football, but he's ranked ahead of Russell Wilson. Like, dude, his season last year is such an anomaly. Like, I don't think we've ever seen such a big-time, big-name quarterback just completely... Fall off a cliff. Sure, like we Russell have Wilson. Peyton Manning, twenty fifteen. He just had a defense. Yeah, but then he was old. Though. He, everybody knew that he was out of his Who prime. Who are you talking about? He, but that's he still fell, fell off, off a cliff, cliff, and his defense carried to a championship. Russell Wilson. Oh, I know. Bryce Where's Young Russell? is oh, Russell my fantasy quarterback last year. Bryce oh, Young is rated ahead of Russell Wilson. <laughs> he was my fantasy quarterback. I was like, oh, he's going to be we'll great. We'll see this year. Look, if Russell uh, Wilson's bad this year, it's over. I could see how it was just bad. It was. It's not going to be that as bad as it was last year. I could see that, but the question is: Is he just is his arm dead? His arm might be dead. Like he, remember how uh, it was sometimes watching Cam when the shoulder was bad, and it was like it yeah. looked like he was tr- throwing, like it, like he was trying to hurl it to the moon, and it was only no, like on twelve one, yards. On one of the, <laughs> on one of those podcast nights. You said it was like invasion of the body snatchers. <laughs> it, 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 it was like just a lesser talented human being snatched <laughs> the body of Cam Newton and just caused his talent to fall off of a cliff. And yeah, that like, is what it was like. But, uh, but dude, Russell Wilson doesn't even have that excuse. Like he's not injured. He's still technically in his prime. He's not that old. No. Aaron Rodgers is a lot older than him. A lot yeah. of players have been older than him and played better than he did last year. So the What's fact it? that the first pick in the draft is rated above a dude who won a Super Bowl and who's been a top five NFL quarterback for the past five years, that's insane. But that's more for the, that player than it does for the uh, for, for Russell Wilson than it does for um, Bryce Young, to be truly honest with you. Ooh, yeah, we we yeah, expected no Bryce doubt. Young to come in and be no a great doubt. quarterback. Russell Wilson, I think based on the last three games of last year, because he, he he had a few good games towards the end of the year. I think that I'm, I am I have, because of what he's done, I'm going to give him another shot to be a decent quarterback. I th- I'm not giving up on him yet, but he has one more year. 
I have if a he has another year like last year on this done. list. I've got a massive problem with a, a name or two on this list. Right? Here. <laughs> is it nine? Is it number nineteen? Matt Jones, number fourteen. No, number cool. well, well that was number, that was number fifteen. Yes, number fifteen is bullshit. Brock Purdy <laughs> is not allowed to be, but he did great on the S two test. I he he has his arm. He had Tommy John surgery like yesterday. He yeah, can't even pick up a DeLong football right now. And he, not, no, yeah, I mean, all, like, yeah. no, it's the surgery. When you get back, it's not. I mean, and I don't know if he had Tommy John, but I think it, Tommy John they can do now where your arm is stronger. For baseball players, like then when you like before you heard it, like, yeah, you know the yeah they tune it up, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm not saying the injury alone, but he's he is coming off of a significant injury. So you're talking partly about future success and past, like future potential and past, and we have such a small sample set. It's not a small sample set. He played half of the last season went undefeated in the regular season and lost in the championship game because he got injured in the first drive. That's not a small sample size. The guy played. Oh, he lost. He played well, well. Who knows? The, the Jets still could have won no matter what. I'm saying he played well. But they but may have. To put, they all may right, have, so yeah. I think this is, isn't that a little disrespectful to, all right, what names did you have any problems with the names on that? Look, I think Russell Wilson is probably a little too low on this. Well, yeah. Um, but like, I mean, gosh, Look at that. I don't know. I think Brock Purdy's too high. I think here I would take Mac Jones and Brock Purdy and drop them down. I'd rather put up Geno Smith, Justin Fields, Matthew Stafford, <laughs> Derek Carr, all up in there. Yeah, I mean, Ma- two, Matthew guys. Stafford, Geno Smith. Hey, dude, say what you want. Daniel Jones had a good year yeah, last year. Actually, yeah, we need. Well, why okay. is Mac Jones up there at 14? Mac Jones, yeah, and Brock Daniel Purdy. Jones is the better of the here. two Joneses. That's for I, certain. I can agree with you that I think that Brock Purdy and Mac Jones are, are rated too high. And the, like I said, the only reason I defend Purdy is because he did play well last year. Like it's 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 inaccurate to say he didn't play well. He played really well, but I don't think he's the number fifteen quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he's the he's the standard number fifteen right there. That's the guy. That's the standard. I don't think that's him. All right, I got a thought exercise for you guys. Let's do it. Let's take out, first of all, let's take out Deshaun Watson, I mean, uh, Mac Jones and Brock Purdy, right? So we've got empty slots at 14 and 15. And we're going to fast forward one year from now. Next year, we're on this podcast. We're looking at the same list. I have a good feeling the top six is probably going to just be the same. Top seven, you could argue. Let's say this is... Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, and Jared Goff fall out. There's five spots available in the top 15. Mm-hmm. Who are the people that's names will be there next year? I think Bryce Young. We have an argument right away. If he if he has a, a, a pretty darn good – it doesn't have to be the greatest. If he puts up like 3,800 yards – 25 touchdowns, mm. 11 interceptions, 12, 13, right? You're like that two to one. All of a sudden, I think he's top 15 easy, easily. Okay. Who on the uh, the bottom half of this list? I think for me, it's Fields is another name mm. I would spec- uh, see there. Who do you guys see jumping into the top 15 a year from mm. I think Jimmy G. 
I think, I think, I think in, in Las Vegas, I think we have, five, we have five yeah. spots. We have five oh. open spots, right? So let's take out five of these people and let's put the five in. I mean, I would say Justin Fields. Yep. Um, I think, I mean, again, if you're man. talking, if you're talking into mm-hmm. the top 10, Bryce Young. Top fifteen. Yeah, like, I, look, is, yeah. It's, it's, yeah Bry- Bryce Young, I think is definitely uh, going to be a part of it this year. Um, I, dude, you know what? Something tells me that maybe Jordan Love might surprise some people this year it's too. Because you've never seen an unsuccessful Packers, Packers quarterback in your lifetime. Right? That's why. Oh, I, yeah, hey, that's maybe, the only reason you feel that maybe way. Maybe it's it, a trend for yeah. a reason. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it is like uh, Anthony Richardson. I would think Andrew, Andrew I was Richardson has a Stroud. chance to do that. I think yeah. it would be Anthony Stroud Richardson. Stroud doesn't have a team to do it. I, don't I think, think, yeah, I think Anthony Richardson has the ability because of his ability to not need weapons because he can be the weapon, yeah. right? I think that's that's the reason that I would put him on that list as a, a high likability or as a high potential to be there. I'm, I'm yeah. telling y'all, I think y'all are sleeping on Jimmy G in Vegas with with Devonte Adams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We just don't trust their coach at all. I hear you. All right. Okay. So fun stuff. Fun stuff. We'll be watching. I I think what's really exciting, and maybe kind of sad in a certain case, is how easy it is for one of these rookies to become a top fifteen quarterback next year because there's two people we don't believe in. There's three people we think are getting old. I mean, they already have Bryce in the top twenty-five. And honestly, like, yeah. And is are there a lot of teams next year in need of a quarterback? The Vikings, the Cowboys. How about this? Uh, how, how about this? Let Let's mention every name up until the top ten, and say who we think will have a better year. So Bryce Young or Jimmy Garoppolo? Hmm. Bryce, I'm saying Bryce. Uh, uh, I think, uh, easier oof. division. So yes, All I'll right. say Bryce. Yeah, Young. Okay. All right, Bryce Young, Bryce Young, and division rival Derek Carr. Bryce Young, Bryce Young, Bryce Young. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I think the I think the Saints could be a mess this year. Yeah, I do too. Uh, Daniel Jones. Yeah, I say yeah. Bryce Young, yeah, Bryce Young. Because I don't know, I don't Not know that how hard to beat Daniel Dude, Jones. Look at look at Daniel Jones's numbers. His yeah, I mean, he had one season and it wasn't no. even. It was it, like I'm saying his best season was this past last year. year. Yeah. Look at his numbers. I'm, uh, I'm looking them up right now. You're gonna you're gonna face plant about how bad like we've been. Like, right, <laughs> right, how much like money they, he got? He was he threw 67. percent That was good. He only had 3,200 yards, 15 touchdowns, five interceptions. Yeah, so Bryce That's a good Young. ratio. Wait, that was <laughs> yeah, Daniel Jones. Yeah, the Daniel ratio. Jones. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely yeah. picking Bryce over that. Yeah. Yeah, not, right, not yeah. that wonderful. Uh, Geno Smith, I say yes. Yes, man. I don't know. Geno's balling, and they got a bunch of receivers. Can but can you yeah, say, say Geno no. might have had a really said, lucky no. year? To be honest yeah. with you, no, he had a really lucky first half of the year. Yeah. If you look at the back half of the year, I think it paints a much more accurate tale of what Geno Smith was. Right. We have an entire history of Geno Smith not playing that well, right. and he had a good year, and I get that, and he did play really, really well. I'm not trying to take that away from him, but he hasn't shown me enough to make me feel like he's a top 15 quarterback. Mm-mm. I would definitely take him over Matthew Stafford. 
I would take him over Geno Smith and Matthew Stafford just to get those out the way. Well, Geno Smith, who we're talking about, right? Yeah, but I'm saying no, like saying for me, those that, season, that's right. Okay, that's easy. And then Rare Gamer it says if Young is ranked higher than Fields, does that mean we won the trade? So uh, let's it, talk about the Fields thing. Let's go ahead and pull up. Uh, look, this is the Bears. Uh, Bears fans. Um, and maybe Bears fans are just like uh, they just this is the time they get excited. But DJ Moore is a breath of fresh air for these people. Like uh, the team is over there talking about him, looking at he's got him with his visor looking way too clean. And then uh, I was watching a um, a Bears podcast today, and I ran across this. Is they really liking the Fields and DJ Moore connection? Here's a short little clip, yeah. and it's from the CHGO podcast on YouTube. Hang on. Buff- oh, man, I'm getting fiber internet in my neighborhood, man. They're rela- they I just put got this, it. Uh, they Very just nice. put it through my front yard. I just got it. You like? I mean, it's awesome, isn't it? Dude, it's so much better. It's like the upload speed is the exact same as the download speed, which is unheard of. Normally, you're looking at like... I, I like three I to one or five to one. No, no, and it was sometimes worse. I had Cox and they had this thing called Gigablast. Like you can get speeds up to a, a one gig per, you know, download speeds, right? And then upload speeds of like, you know, a hundred gigs or whatever, hundred megabytes rather. Um, and I've rarely ever eclipsed 500 down and barely maybe touched 440. I mean, sorry, 40 or maybe yeah. 50 yeah. down or upload. Um, I've got this, and immediately right now I've got, I've got uh, everything. You're five, you're five and five, five. No, a thousand and a thousand, like one gig and one gig. Oh hell yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like the the cable internet, unless you're like, it's like the further away you get from the real source, like the central source, it loses steam. So like the right. only way they can get one gig is like in the actual sudden link or Cox cable. Dude, it makes me so mad. <laughs> yeah, Google, like, that's Google, <laughs> Google fiber will not stop advertising that they have fiber here in Charlotte for 70 bucks a month. And yet it's not in my zip code. We it's need to get on Charlotte. How about that? Is let's uh, upgrade the Cody's internet, Charlotte. Shit, get him out in the uh, country, man. Come on out here, seriously. I got all right. So, dialogue. what are the Bears? <laughs> Look, Bears fans are are pumped about DJ Moore. Uh, that had to be the best play of the day. Uh, Justin Fields connecting with, with DJ Moore. One of many times that that happened today. Um, yeah, so, and that was happening early and often too. Like it started off the practice where Justin Fields is, you know, targeting number two. The one to two connection was real in today's practice. And Justin was kind of saying it was a little bit more apparent today than in yesterday. And obviously we didn't get access to that one, but you saw one the one to two connection was going early and often in today's practice. Yeah. And then the the worst for me is just who wasn't there. Um, right. you know, uh, I, you know what they need to change it to is the one-two punch. There you yeah. go. That's the one-two punch. Uh, okay. Right. Wet blanket again. I, I, I just, right. I just until I see actual competition, I, I, I can't really make any judgments. Also, like it looks good, we, awesome. But we also have to make a, a a big asterisk here, right? Justin Fields turned it on 
as a runner last year. Mm-hmm. He did not turn it on as a passer. Now, I'm not saying he can't, but Justin Fields did not win those games. And let's be real about it. He didn't win many games. Um, and it may be because of a supporting cast, but he didn't win many games with his arm. Or I he think didn't he's about to be good, though. True. But to be fair, he won his games in college with his arm, not his legs. This right. legs well, thing then, he has in for uh, the pros yeah, is, well, is, is, is like yeah. it surprised everybody. They knew he could run, but not like this. He, yeah, he he's threw, way he threw fat, really yeah, well in college. He's awesome. He's yeah. going to be good, dude. He's still, how about this? He's, gonna be he's good. the best yeah. quarterback out of that class other than Trevor Lawrence. I can agree with that. Yeah. Right? Wasn't that? Who was that? Zach that Wilson? We, that we passed Mac up on. Jones. Yeah. We passed up. He's, he's, he's like, uh, he's what they want Richardson to be. Right, right away. Right. I mean, I, mean, like, look, I, I know right now it's the popular it. thing to do for everybody, you know, uh, especially now that the Bears are this newfound rivalry and they're talking lots of shit. But I've said this before uh, Justin Fields needed a number one wide receiver. Yeah. DJ Moore needed that consistent quarterback. I'm with Tony, man. Like, I, I think that those two are going to be a good combination. And inevitably, we're going to continue to talk about them because if they do have a good season and nightmare scenario here, but if Bryce Young doesn't, then the Panthers will have had the opportunity to make that connection of Justin Fields and DJ Moore and chose not to do it. Yeah, but so that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, you know, they're, they're going to continue to draw comparisons to one another. And that's the reason why on the last Friday Free For All, I made the the comparison and was asking, you know, who is going to have a better season, Justin Fields and DJ Moore, or Bryce Young and Jonathan Mango, and you know, just who has the potential to have a better connection and better numbers between the two of them next year? God, I need football to be here right now. I need to know the <laughs> right. answer to this question. It's right. gonna haunt me for the next six months. I'm just gonna sit there and go ask that same exact question. So. Um, yeah, DJ, our stories are intertwined even more, right? Is that the kind of, we've been, so many of us wanted Justin Fields that year. We took JC Horn past, but then the other thing is like, would Matt rule have ruined Justin Fields even more than he's already ruined? Would he be better than he is right now? Would the, would Matt rule still be the coach? Oh, mm, I, I think it worked out for the best. I'm just don't oh, want yeah. to fool no more. Do we got anything else before the cat goes? Um. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about this a little bit. This uh, terrible rule that's been implemented that uh, everyone hates. Uh, it looks like it might might be the death of the kickoff, as some are saying. Yeah. Uh, the NFL has passed a new rule. Uh, insinuating all fair catches and touchbacks come out to the 25-yard line on kickoffs, Source said. Now, the same as the college rule, the thought is that this should make it safer, though special teams coaches around the league oppose the change. And, yeah, everybody's saying that this is going to be the death of the kickoff. Uh, Boys, how do you feel? Yeah, I mean, that's what they're trying to do, right? I mean, that's what they've been talking about doing ever since what was it when they moved it basically when they moved it to the 25 um where you you know like so everybody just kicking out of the end zone everybody made everybody happy at that point 
the kickoff is the return is nowhere what it was like uh in the early 2000s late 90s like it was a big part of the game like people would that was a big giant part of the game where kickoffs and punt returns and like these would be highlights you saw you don't see that as much right the kickers have gotten better the punters particularly but the kickoff has kind of been a fading part of the NFL already um so it doesn't even surprise me does it change the game like we could already say that it was already basically like this in a certain way mm-hmm. there will be no kickoffs now or very few right and or at least yeah. i would think i would i mean like i think and then it is good for player safety but you know what it's not good for is people trying to make a roster because if special teams because less and less important the skill positions only become more and more important right you're almost just phasing special teams out in a certain way right yeah and this leads to the conversation that we were having on the free-for-all too it's like is the modern day game more and more watered down than ever before and uh it's different uh, yeah it's different but i mean this people seem to unanimously be against it like no one is happy about it you know look kristen delane says tired of watching them water down my favorite sport it's not the new rules. Uh, if it's not the new rules, it's the officiating. And yeah, and they did, by the way, they did say this is a one year deal. So they're essentially, this is like a test run year. And by the way, that, that's why I'm not necessarily that upset over it. If they're willing to do this one year trial runs for all of these different rules that they want to implement to test them out for you for a year and, and see if that makes or break the game in, in a positive way, then yeah, I'm all for it. But I don't know, man, to me, a lot of these changes just seem like it's not doing a whole lot. Like, how are you even making the game safer? If you want to make the game safer, then why are you not implementing grass fields mandatory all over the NFL? If it was about player safety and that's something the players really do care about rather than some bullshit like this. What is the XFL kickoff rule? Yeah, Kev says XFL style right, well, I don't want to, if we show it, we'll get like, ding. But we'll be in the NFL show. Oh, we'll be in the NFL show a clip. Yeah. Oh, um, I, I don't know. Yeah, let's see here. We'll do a little research real quick. Right here, I got it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, dude, like I told this you before. This says this is... This story, name of this story is how the XFL 2023 rule book is different from the NFL and college football. What you need to know, uh, point after touchdowns. No, why? Oh, of course, as fumbles. Oh, the, oh, this is everything. They don't just have the kick. Oh, what about kickoffs? In an attempt to encourage more returns on kickoffs while maintaining player safety, only the kicker and the returner on kickoff plays will be allowed to move until the ball is caught or after the ball has been on the ground for at least three seconds. This will be similar to the way the kickoff was in 2020 XFL season. At the start of the kickoff, both teams will be lined up five yards apart. Oh, man. (laughs) So they have to sit there and watch each other and wait for this punt return to catch it or this kickoff. That's interesting. I wonder what it looks like. We'll have to go and watch that, do a little. um, So where would you be lined up at? It says 
Both teams are five yards apart. So what are they on the 45, the 45 each four? Well, no, that would be, yeah. Well, that'd be 10 yards apart. Where the hell would they be? Where are they on the field then? And the kick goes from way back. Yeah, and then some people were saying like one team would be like they're only going to be like five or ten mm. yards away from each other. So you're not you're eliminating all the big time collisions on downs yeah. like that. It just seems dumb. I, I I don't know. I don't I don't I don't hate it because again, if you're doing it for a year, I I don't know. To me, it's just hypocritical when you say you're doing it in the name of safety. And right. yet, well, they're trying to limit concussions. Like they're talking fields. about. Oh, yeah, I, oh, I know, but, but if you guys, you sound like such a cry, but they don't even, but they won't have grass fields. Well, no, no, that's a big thing. The NFL Players Association is yeah, but like one costs a bazillion dollars to upkeep. One is just changing the. Oh, the but these owners have the wherewithal to do it. And if you want your NFL seasons to be played by first stringers instead of a bunch of backups that no one gives a damn about. You know, I was watching Vaughn Miller on uh, Pat McAfee this morning, and he made a good point. He was talking about how uh, uh, the World Cup, it's going to be in Los Angeles in another year or two. And all of those soccer players, they do not play on turf. Like, all of those different soccer players. Remember they brought temporary grass? on turf. They right, so, they're, so, they're gonna, of America. so all of the things that they say is too expensive for the owners to do, they're going to do for a bunch of soccer players, but they're not going to do it for the best athletes in the world already on the team that you own. It's like, come on, dude. It's the dumbest shit in the world. All right. Uh, the number is 252-228-1598. Smash the thumbs up button. Be a part of the show. Consider being a C3 super fan, supporting us as we go forward. we got a lot of cool things coming in the 2023 season, just waiting for this football thing to get here and training camp on the way. What we got a couple of days of OTAs, and then we're going to have like a month and a half of nothing. (laughs) Nothing. So you think tonight's show is tough. We're going to have a better show in a month and a half. Let's go into the cat calls. Let's get these fans uh, thoughts on the rules on uh, Bryce Young making the top 15, even being a top 10 quarterback, DJ Moore in Chicago. Let's hit these guys. Uh, these so guys. what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think cat calling makes the person feel? It feels good. Like Who's that kid that can use one? Paul Guest Brothers, how y'all doing? G Cavassier. I haven't called in in a while. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know, we all got personal things to do. Hey, it's man. all good, G. I got my Bryce Young jersey. That yeah, right. came in the mail yesterday. And hey, I tried it on uh, a couple minutes ago, you know, so I got my Bryce Young jersey. And speaking of Bryce Young, I watched his um, press conference. And Cody, you are so right. This dude said, you know, I don't know how many times. <laughs> we got to talk man. about this, dude. And I agree with you, Cody. Somebody needs to tell him, quit saying you know so much. <laughs> you know, look at me. I just said it. <laughs> I know, know, right? I was but doing it too, that man. That reminds me of when we had Roman Harper. If you can remember, man, he used to always say at the end of the day, 
I couldn't stand when people say that crap. You know, at the end of the day, is a lot, you know, we're the Panthers. <laughs> we, you know, at the end of the day, we're still men. At the end of the day, okay, man, I get it. Please stop saying at the end of the day. What about right now? But, you know, OTAs are started and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bryce with the reports, the reports are saying he's looking pretty good. But I just heard something, man, online. They saying that Hayden Hurst wasn't there yesterday. I don't know. He was held out. I don't know if he's injured or I don't know. You guys know anything about that? Please, yeah, please let it be known. That's all we got to say, man. We got the Falcons the first game, and you know they're saying we're gonna get our asses kicked by the Falcons. You know, the Falcons beefed up their dag on defense. You know, ah, oh, we'll see. So give me your thoughts on that, y'all. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. So are are, are you not? Are you are you boys not aware of this? That this uh this you know trend with the Bryce Young. It, it's actually kind of funny. I'm not. If you listen... Comments floating around and some different things. If you listen to Bryce Young's press conference, literally every two or three words, you know, uh, you know, you know, you know, uh, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know how Valley girls will say like after every other word, like, well, I was like gonna like you know tell him it's like, like uh, that I was. Uh, saying, yeah. It's like somebody who says, or if you say, uh, I mean, I do I say, uh, well, yeah. Well, it's like if you if you're paying attention to it, Bryce Young does it so much that once you're looking for it, it makes every interview he does hilarious to listen to when you see the amount of times that he does it. And one of the things that I was pointing out is. He doesn't even know that he's doing it. You know what I mean? He's, he's just talking. And I mean, I, I just everybody who we are, right. any, any of us who do these verbal, I used to say when I was probably, my wife used to make fun of me for saying, uh, you know what I'm saying? I would always say that. Uh, like, it's mm-hmm. like, I'd be talking, you know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be like, yeah, is turn left. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like that at the end. And you don't even know you're, you're doing it. It is the, uh, the like is is uh you know what you know you know and yeah. think about how much i love how critical we are too and how much talking they gotta do remind me but then yeah. i got thrown into this what do i say all the time right oh i say so all the time like when on that uh, when i finish i'm like so people in the like, comments the have been talking greg not people one person yeah, said is... this and, and it was is this that's what he said. I think it was. Yeah, because you always so look. This what is do a, I always say? I don't even know it. Look, mm-hmm. I'll pull. Up, I'll pull up the the comment that you shared to the. Uh, this this must have been under the video that I did when I did the press yeah, conference. It was. He said, "How are you going to talk about Bryce saying you know too much when Tony says is this?" So I guess you say. I guess you say the thing is this or. Is this now we gotta start watching for it? (laughs) I gotta start watching for it. Is this what we should start watching for? I don't know. Dude, it is funny though. If you like dude, if I if I pulled up Bryce Young's press conference right now and and just played the first five minutes. Let's listen. Let's count. You want to? You want to? Let's do a count. Give me a second to bring it up. We're gonna play five minutes. I need a bell sound. There's gonna be a second right here. uh, Hold on, let me, let me bring it up. Need a bell sound. Download bell sound. Oh, I got this. 
There you go. I don't need to download a bell. I have an actual <laughs> bell. <laughs> I can't wait to see this. Well, be prepared to ring the bell a All right. lot. All right, I got it. I'm ready. <laughs> By the way, I feel mean. I'm not. I'm not even picking right. on them. I'm not even. I'm not even. All we do is hyper talk about the Panthers. What else are we supposed to do right now? <laughs> like, yeah, what else? Uh, Look out! He, adorable. Do, he doesn't even. Do? He doesn't even know that he's doing it. But he right. just needs someone to point it out to him, so that way he can learn. Y'all keep count. I was LA. Uh, it was it was a great great experience. Um, it was great to be with the rest of my you know some of the rest of my one. class. Um, you know that was one. Just to go back and have a good weekend. Obviously with the, with the NFLPA, I got a lot of wisdom out of it. But I'm definitely definitely happy to be back. What did you learn from your conversation with Brady specifically? Yeah, um, there's a lot a lot of gems, a lot of nuggets that I was able to take away. Um, I was able to ask some questions about his career, kind of his mindset. Going towards it, and you know, for me, obviously, one. being a being a young quarterback, um, you know, want to know things that you know Two. he wish he knew at this age, and you know, things that he felt like were <laughs> were key for him to have success. Um, you know, I think that's something that is pretty invaluable. So I'm, I'm gonna keep it to um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna keep it to I'm missing that room, but um, I definitely took away a lot. I'm being able to talk to, to one of the greatest to ever do it is a huge honor and uh, privilege. So I was I was very grateful for that. That was six of them right there. Was I? Oh, gosh, dang it, man! Oh, and this is funny—he didn't even realize that uh, in his NFL PA, so all the rookies get together and they take a picture. He wasn't even looking at the camera when they snapped his picture. <laughs> man, the, I did not know that. But by the oh, way, it's also—it was like one picture for me. Said, I'm like, for me, he says for me a lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was looking for that one. So I just hope they don't use that. Of course. That's the one they want. Like being in the uniform, you and Jonathan actually just seeing yourself actually in. Yeah, I mean it was surreal. Um, like you said, first time being in, in that uniform, seeing our names and numbers on it is, is crazy. It was definitely a dream come true. Um so it was it was a crazy experience, but you know, it was, it was, great. It was humbling, but you know, again, it doesn't entitle Two. us to, to anything, it doesn't entitle I, us to I'm not even hearing these. You're not even you're not listening right. He says it so fast, dude. You 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 uh, gotta let dude, it five seconds because you just counted two and I didn't even hear him. I couldn't hear him at oh, all. I'm sorry. I forgot I was muted. Yeah, I hear eight so far. To be honest with you, though, I don't think it's as bad as I thought it was going to be going into it. It's not that bad. <laughs> I, I can't really hear. Not. I didn't hear the last two. It gets bad at some point. Okay, I'm point we're at. I, we're we're right. Our names and numbers on it is, is crazy. It was definitely a dream come true. Um, so it was, it was a crazy experience. But, you know, it was, it was, crazy. It was humbling. You know. But, you know, again, it doesn't entitle us to, to anything. Two. It doesn't entitle me to anything. It was cool to be there. And, you know, being in the jersey is definitely a, uh, an honor. But, you know, that's not really where Four. I want. You know, that's not where I want to end. I want to do everything I can to help the team. So getting back here today and, and starting that process was was great. What did you take away from today? What was today like? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, just being able to compete, us fly around a little bit, this being the first time that, you know, we were against the defense and being able to go and, and, and play fast and go at a, you know, at a full speed tempo. It was, it was great. Um, you know, obviously last week it was against the against the coaches and walking through stuff, but being able to take the, the meeting room out into the practice field, um, you know, it was a lot of fun. So, um, you know, a lot of competition, um, you know, a lot of you know, just getting after it. So it was, it was a fun day. I'm at six. Yeah, I mean, I'm in there trying to pick 
Andy's brain as much as I can. Um, he, he's a great, you know, he, he, he's a great vet, obviously has, has had a bunch of success throughout his career. Someone who super smart, super intelligent. You see why he's been able to have the success he's had for such a long um, period of time. So for me, it's, um, you know, it's a great opportunity every day to come in. I'm asking a bunch of questions. I'm watching him with the operation, how he, how he, you know, how his feet are, how his eyes are, you know, when he comes back, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll talk and say why he went there, why he went. And for me, I'm, I'm trying to soak all that in. Um, and, you know, really how, how he carries himself, how he conducts himself, um, the pre-snap operation, you know, all that stuff is, Six. you know, Six. stuff he's been doing Seven. for years and years on the league. And you, it shows, you know, when, whenever I see it, it's clear. It's so fast, I can't hear it. No, he, I know, but then it's like, he comes with a sneak, nine. you know, when you're, look, laughing, look, when you're like processing the last, you it, know, he sneaks and you know in there. They're bunched together. I don't they're think it sounds bad, bunches. though, to be honest with you. He, he doesn't sound like he's speaking bad, like, like or speaking bad. I think it's <laughs> we've got uh, people saying Cameron Green you know, says a, a, a you know drinking game would be deadly. It would be. It would be. Uh that and a you know Bryce Young uh t-shirt. I like that. We gotta figure out how to make that one. If you yeah. know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we knew we knew. Once yeah. you know, you know. We knew we knew. All right, uh Bryce Young. What else is he talking about here? I might as well. And by listen. the way, it is contagious. You're right, Kristen. Now, now we're saying, you know, no. <laughs> uh, you know. So, All right. You know. Well, you want to go? <laughs> do you want to go to the next call? You know, I do. I do. <laughs> yes. I, this is Antoine from Stockburg, and I think the one of the best running back in the, what, the past, what, 15 years. They had like two or three seasons. The, my man in Kansas City, Mr. Priest Holmes. Thank oh. you. Have a nice day. Oh, man, nice calling in. When did we do, was that Friday Free For All? Yeah, that was on a Friday Free For All. We were talking about uh, the best Brown, running back yeah. that you've ever seen with your eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah, Priest Holmes for him. Yeah. He was great for a little bit. And then Larry Johnson had a couple seasons. Yeah. Shout out to Antoine, man. Thank, thank you for the call. All right, let's go to the next call. Good evening, C3 family. This is Colby. My question tonight is, well, Colby. what starter do you see that can lose snaps or potentially their job to either a rookie or a younger player? Love y'all, boys. Thank you for what you do. Appreciate you, Colby. I said mine earlier. I said C.J. Henderson. I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I think C.J. Mm-hmm. Henderson isn't uh, isn't in a position, and especially uh, again, I'll continue to say this name: Rajon Wright. He's an undrafted free agent, tall, fast, long, plays well in man. We're talking uh, any position on the team. Can I can yeah. I tell you your uh, your your least favorite answer to this, Cody? Uh, Go ahead. Brady I know what you're going to say. Ooh. What? Oh, oh no, 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 wow. no, no. I no, you are going somewhere else. That, that. Yeah. You're foul for that. How dare can, you, sir? Can I, can I ask, um, is wide receiver in that realm? Because if you drafted Mingo and Mingo's beats what, what I said, wide I receiver, have have TMJ. Chenault. Uh, Chenault. There you go. Maybe. I think it's uh, that DJ Johnson kid, maybe. And... Uh, Yitter Gross Matos or Yitter Yitter, man. Maybe he has, I'm not done with him yet. I mean, he has, how will he fit into this system? 
but you got to be watching that. You know, somebody got on me, uh, or not got on me. Somebody brought this up, and I wanted to actually. This is a good way to segue to this. One of the comments on one of the YouTube was videos was, "You guys got to stop calling Brian Burns a defensive end. He's not a defensive end in the three four system. He's an outside linebacker." I thought I was wondering about that. What do you think about that? Do we have to, like, is is that just how it's written on a piece of paper? Is his life going to be any different? I mean, yeah, like schematically, there will be some differences of him standing up rather than hand in the dirt, right? But we've played a lot of three, three, five. We've played a lot of these. Is his, is he's not a different player though? Right. No. So is I, there really a difference? I know there is because, it, and clearly on a technical level, when you're a defensive end in a three, four, you're on the end, but you're more like an interior, a fast interior lineman, right? You're more like a D lineman than you are a defensive end though, in so many ways. But what do you guys think is Brian Burns, how much is going to be different for him in this new defense? I mean, it- did you ever think he was a defensive end? Is then what is I would have called him Edge then. And anyway, what has it been an Edge rusher? I'm gonna go with whatever it says on his football card. Okay. Like whatever what possession that has him at a football card on his football card, I'll go with that. What do you think about that, Cody? Is the difference more than um for Brian Burns gonna be more than just the the label of D N versus O L B? I mean, I don't know. I mean, his primary role for the Panthers is still going to be a pass rusher. Right. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's going to be in less position to be setting a physical edge. But I don't know. Even then, you still you still have to be able to set an edge, even if you're a linebacker. So I, I, I don't know. I mean... I don't I mean, think of Von Miller not... as an outside linebacker. Yeah, but he and is, I think though. in my head, though, I think of him as a defensive. Yes, I know he is technically, but they do what defensive ends is that do in a four-three. Yeah, that's why a linebacker know. is the highest-paid wow. position in the league because I count. I thought he was some, a DN too. To but like I, I know on paper it's called that. But Von Miller ain't out there running routes. He's every down trying to get to the pass rusher, to the pass, to like to the passer. I'm saying, I, I guess my question is this, is what is different in, philosophically about what they're going to do? I mean, his hands, he's never going to have his hands, his hands in the dirt. I mean, he's going to be from a standing position when he rushes. Uh, again, I don't know that it is going to be too much different, uh, but interesting. Uh, uh, Volgai says they called him Edge now or Leo's. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, he's going to be an Edge defender, he's going to have to do things from a different formation. I think the run fits are going to be a little bit different for him, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much of a change it'll it will really be for him. Okay. Uh, I'm hoping that it produces the best results that we've ever seen for Brian Burns. As we all oh, do. totally. But those results are going to be in sacks. There's yeah, no other measurement that you're, you're not going to be like, oh, man, he had three interceptions last, next year. 
and, and this is, you know, this is a part of, you know, being wanting to get paid like a superstar. You got to play like a superstar. Mm-hmm. And I, it's a bit unfair to a degree because name anybody else on this defensive line who's going to draw as much of attention as uh, as Brian Burns will. Brian Burns is going to be double teamed. He's going to be uh, doing he, they're going to do everything. Their entire defense uh, on their offensive line, rather, is going to of uh, any of our opponents are main focus on their uh, number one thing they're going to talk about is Brian Burns. Agreed. So let me ask you all then last year too. What is the number next year in this new defense that Brian Burns has to hit sacks tackles wise to make y'all 11. feel like this guy 11? 11. He's got to hit right. double digits. Mm, yeah, but I want yeah, but to me it needs to be even more than that. Like more I want only gotten 10 okay. once. I know, but I want him to be he in had the 12 and a half last year. I want him to be in the so 15. 11's your number. Tony, well, 12 and a half last year? Yeah, I think if you get double digits, man, multiple years in a row, I'm down with you. Okay. So you I don't need him to get Hassan Reddick numbers, but if he gets 12 or 13 sacks, yeah, I mean, like if you just, if you're 11 sack a year, dude, then you're a star. See, I disagree. I think that if he needs to hit Hassan Reddick numbers, you know why? Because we picked him over Hassan Reddick. So he needs that's the, same Justin, Field, that's the like same Justin Fields Bryce Young argument right there. Seventeen tackles last year. I mean, uh, sacks last year. That's what I'm saying. So, so they said. That, did you hear the numbers. defensive coordinator what they said about Hassan Reddick? He said he probably could have had 25 if I didn't drop him back into coverage so much. That's what the <laughs> coordinator said. Like, uh, that's what I don't understand. Is like uh, Brian Burns in coverage is a waste. Every time he's going to be going after a quarterback. He better not be in coverage. All right, uh, let's go. I want to hear your thoughts, guys, on the difference between Brian Burns as a defensive end, Brian Burns as an outside linebacker. What is it going to look like? How different will it be? Numbers 252-228-5098. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, Baby Rhino here in Jamestown. Uh, Haven't called in a little bit, but uh, first I want to, Give a congratulations to Co-Dizzle on his new addition to the family. Um, you, my that's dude. awesome. Glad she's healthy. Um, yeah, I hadn't called you guys in a little bit, just kind of stewing on everything that's been going on. Uh, draft night was non-emotional for me as far as everything going on. I'm more of a got-to-see-it-to-believe-it type person. Yeah. But I think we're headed in the right direction. Thank you. Um, that's what I feel. Just been listening to a lot of radio today about the fair catch rule on what's going on uh, and a lot of concern about uh, whether this will affect special teams and whatnot. I just uh, didn't know if you guys had heard that and want to know your opinion on that uh, and how it will affect, you know, roster. They're talking about how it's going to affect the roster and whatnot. Um, But other than that, you guys keep doing what you're doing. I'm still listening. Just don't call as much. Um, Keep pounding. Uh, guys, do uh, the favor of liking and subscribing for these guys because they do it day in, day out. Uh, keep the C3 thing going. Um, appreciate what you guys do. And, again, keep pounding. Thanks for the call, baby, Rhino. Yeah, thank you, dude. Uh, thank you for the support, everybody, in the chat room. And uh, shout-out to Dominique who for a dollar 99 shout out to love bomb said, don't forget teams are going to have to double Derek Brown. True. Um, you know, is Derek Brown's going to need 
to he's going to need to be a player on this team, which we think you know, he's kind of people. He's kind of he's been available for three years straight. He's kind of improved every year, not kind of. It would be nice to see him a stud out too. Like you need some other force up the middle. And uh, so that will be great. When it comes to the special teams, if they do keep this number for about this, keep this for the long term, right? Like uh, say it goes beyond this season. That means like people like Ted Ginn Jr. out of a job. Ted right. Ginn Jr. would have never existed. Right. Beyond this, what is the point of not just taking on a 25 every time. Yeah. What is the point of not doing that? That there's like, no point. Not don't even have to spend a lot of money on your mm-hmm. special teams at this point. Why put do all kickoff? your money? At, yeah. Why well, do a kickoff? Just, just give it to a lot of 25. Line. Well, yeah. that's what a lot of people thought it was going to go to at once. Like, I mean, 10 years why ago, do, do you remember when, when they were, when, or when the league was in all the trouble for concussion, like when people were talking about it nonstop, they made a movie, like it's still going on. You remember they were taking people out of games all the time. It's not as the focus was, you know, the cultural focus has has just moved a little. So it's not like as urgent as it felt in whatever that was, 2012. But you could see that there was a, okay, that was what people were saying was the game was going to a decade ago. So this is an incremental step towards that. But I just think you're as a team, you wouldn't have to invest monetarily in return guy like uh yeah it's like it's just kind of a formality to get it done you could do all like and so then it puts more money into players who are going to make a difference right so those so the 10 percent of your salary cost that you save by not having to pay anybody mm-hmm. anything on special teams you then shift that over hopefully i mean that goes to wide receivers to the skill position so it would diminish you know, the roster would really only be 25 people that were important. Right. There, There is only one reason that just popped in my head that I can think of. They wouldn't take the kick away completely because it doesn't matter. One, Well, actually, two, I guess, that kind of go into the same thing. One's kind of surprise play. Like, I imagine everybody's going to take a, a touchback, but in the a chance they don't and they do a return, it'll be something that's not normally right. Right, around. like it'll the be a one and, and, and two, 12 people will try it next week. Right, and two, if you take away that kick, then you take away the opportunity of pulling a John Casey and kicking it out of bounds on the kickoff and getting the penalty. Oh, thank on the God. We could have so you can't that. take the kick away because take of the, it you away. can't take that penalty away. Take it away. <laughs> no, I agree. After, after I want to take I, that kick trust away. Trust me, I lived through that. I, I definitely I was able to take it away. We would have a rule, but. Third person in the chat saying, <laughs> Vol guy here. Uh, third person in the chat said, uh, that the XFL kickoff format is a positive. What is their positive. So they line up five yards apart from each okay. other. Uh, there's a kicker somewhere. I guess he's in the middle, <laughs> wherever they kick, wherever he kicks from. And then there's a returner. So the two, the teams themselves are more like rugby players at this point. Okay. Right? No running. St- they cannot move. They cannot move their bodies until the catch has been made. Or uh, the ball's been on the ground for three seconds. Mm. So what yeah. this does Ooh, is, is like nice. nobody. So then the only the returner and the kicker can move before the ball is caught. So you take away running starts, you grind it down, and you make a tackle. They probably bring it out 
there's a chance that if you field it right there and you could probably get it to 30, it's more of instead of hitting home runs, you're not like running full speed. They're taking away the giant. So it actually, Kevin sent me a 15 second video. It should be okay. Uh, you want to watch it? Yeah. It's only 15. This seconds. is three people have been saying that. So this is, I'm going to turn the volume support. off. So this is the XFL kickoff. Okay. So they are, hold on, pause it, pause, pause, pause. They are on the uh, the receiving team is on the yeah. their thirty yard line. The kickoff team is on the opposing 35. team's thirty five. All right, now they're kicking the ball from the third, like back where they kick, where the they start right? running from. Actually, all right. So the kicker does as all right. So kick all right. See it. All right. He kicked that this. from the thirty. Okay, I kind of like that. So how is See, that an you onside get... kicker? Is that just a no kickoff? That's what. That was a regular. No, but that's kick. the kickoff okay. now. That's the kickoff after a touchdown, right? I like that's that because you can break do. through that wall and have a return. I like that. But they would be mm. dropping that kick a lot deeper in the NFL. Yeah. Where did he kick that to? He didn't uh, kick 15, it, but to the twenty-five. Fifteen. Like, yeah, 20, and if like you're, that, yeah. wouldn't you always? And kicked it from the 20 to the 15. Yeah. Well, if you're in it, you know what? But NFL, wouldn't we just, so would we, would we, we would just yeah. kick it out of the end zone every time. Imagine a kicker not having to worry about having to do coverage down later. He's going to be kicking that out of the whole damn stadium. There would <laughs> never be a ret- All right. That'd be interesting. I like I that kickoff is part of the game. Good. Take it away. And I completely might be done with the NFL. <laughs> I like that. All right. Um, yeah. Oh, that's what if we tried it on the kickoff every year? Just see if we did the first play of the game and then you did the rest of them. What if you made every team required to do like three onside kicks a game? That'd be great. <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, it was, oh, Anthony, I got one. It's 11 11. I always look at the clock. Um, Same. Let me see. Here we go. That's Anthony. What's up, C3? It's Anthony from Charlotte. What's up, um, Anthony? Not much to talk about. Just wanted to call in. Hope you guys are doing good. Um, literally just wanted to ask a question. Um, there's been a debate on Twitter going around today about the wide receiver room. Personally, I knew that since they didn't invest that much in the wide receiver room after trading DJ Moore, I knew we were going to pick Bryce Young because that's one of his biggest selling points is spreading the ball around and finding the open man, um, not needing a top-tier receiver to thrive in an offense. So I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on what the wide receiver room is uh, going to look like this year. Um, do you guys think it could be a top-15 unit overall, or do you agree it's in the bottom half? Me personally – Looking at it right now, I would say it's in the bottom half and it's below average. But here's the thing. We really don't know what what Terrence Marshall or Jonathan Mingo is going to be. And we'll probably not know for another two years at least. So that's just all I got to say. Nothing else really to talk about. It's kind of dead in um, the waters right now in terms of news. Bryce Young, they talk glowingly about him in – OTAs, I mean, makes sense. This kid is wicked smart. I've been telling you all this. But anyways, 
I'm just the messenger. Anthony from Charlotte, keep motherfucking pounding. Hell yeah. No, I'm happy that Anthony called in because I wanted to talk to you guys about this. Uh, this was a, was a discussion on Twitter today that uh, Panther fans are not being honest with themselves, that we have a below-average wide receiver core mm. going into the season. And I disagreed with this I because you can say that we have a lot of unknowns, and, yeah, that's fine. And, you know, DJ Chark has dealt with injuries before, and we don't know what Terrace Marshall Jr. is yet. We We believe that he's – going to be a good football player based on what he was able to do down the stretch last year. Right. But a lot of people are saying Adam Thielen's old over the hill, Jonathan Mingo, second round pick, basically saying that that's below average. Well, I'm saying you cannot say below average when you do not know what these players are capable of when they're performing healthy at their highest level. Like to say below average is like based on what? Below average is what the Baltimore Ravens have been doing for the past couple of years at wide receiver, or what the Carolina Panthers did when Cam Newton was the quarterback and never just uh, meaningfully upgrading the wide receiver position with top-tier talent while we had the opportunity to do so. So, no, I, I, I disagree. I don't think that our wide receiver core is below average. It's a little bit of unknown it's not below average. Well, and, and I want to touch on that too, because <clears throat> Anthony, I love you, man, but I got to call you out on this. When you say we didn't do much to improve the wide receiver core, we drafted a second round receiver that could have gone first and is considered to be a good receiver. Adam Thielen and DJ Chark, who are proven to have be good players. I think we tremendously increased our wide receiver core. I think we addressed it very well Two draft two uh, free agents that were proven and a rookie wide receiver that's going to be really good. I mean, the only question I can ask with this is, if you say that we're below average now, and I can understand that, that's fine. Were we below average with DJ with DJ Moore? And if so, are we more below average than then? Oh, I've, I got, I want to weigh that. Here, I'm going to ask it like this. Um, was Is the wide receiver group this year better than it was last year? Yes. Yes, overall, yes. We don't have a better player than we did top in last year, but overall we're a better wide receiver. We have year. more potential this year than we have last year. Like last year's we had a pretty high like pretty like mediocre ceiling. This year we our ceiling is astronomical. Agreed. Yeah, I mean I would take this year's receiving core over last year just because last year we were starting with chosen Anderson. Yeah, you know and what I mean? Like, too. If, if you're a, uh, uh, a Bryce Young fan and you think he's going to be really good, you better hope we have a good wide receiving core. Because we if didn't we don't, even have chosen last year. Yeah, we did. We did. We, we, we traded That's him right, this season. Arizona. So, all right. Then That's how long was, ago that season feels. <laughs> yeah, all right. What, 2021? What'd you say? He was, he had, five, oh, wait, let's see. His catches in 2021. 2021 season he had 53 catches 519 yards five touchdowns yep all right that's not that hard to replace he's not even in the league right now is no. he or no. maybe he might be no, he went dolphins. to the dolphins yeah he went to the dolphins his so only he, he had so you could <laughs> say this is 
DJ Moore here. The last time, Chosen Anderson, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. That was 2020. Yeah. Is this room worse than that or better than that? Better. No way. You can't say better. Curtis Samuel was good that year. No, you guys cannot blow TMJ up my ass every week and then tell me and then not say right now we're not better. No, I'm sorry. I'm every we've week. never even seen him yeah. play. And everybody my, said that Curtis week, Samuel never is though. Like uh, Curtis Samuel never ever lived up to whatever his potential he was. Had, supposed he to had he had a good year oh, that 2020 season, that 2020 season and he did. He was good last year for uh he had 77 catches, 851 yards, three touchdowns, 440 41 rushes, 200 yards, two touchdowns. We were good that year. We had two 1,000-yard receivers and Anderson Moore, Samuel. That's better than our group right now. No. Okay. I, I disagree. It's okay, okay on this. Yeah. Listen, here's the reason that I, I would say this. Number one, again, none of— tell you here, I, 2019. I, I have nothing against DJ Moore. Like, I love DJ Moore. I thought he, I think he could be a great wide receiver, but I think he has a ceiling, and he's hit that ceiling. I don't think DJ Moore gets much better outside of getting balls to him, right, uh, in, in stride or what have you. But I don't think DJ Moore is a Justin Jefferson-style player, right? Here's the uh, here's my argument. When you look at our team, and, and here's the thing. I Right now, I'm betting on the upside of what our team's wide receiving core looks like right now. And we have Terrace Marshall Jr., who, if he can remain healthy, can have a breakout year. And you've got to keep in mind, he was the number one, like he was producing more than uh, than Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase in that LSU offense before he got hurt, right? So we're not talking about a guy who is just a, th- yeah, a second round pick that's okay. Like he was a good wide receiver in college and he showed some flashes last year. Um, and so I think he has a lot of upside. Mingo has a lot of upside. Adam Thielen is, an, is a surgeon with his route running. And DJ Chark has a tremendous upside if he can stay healthy. <laughs> I think that if you look at what they, you know, if we build the offense correctly, adding in the fact that we have Hayden Hurst and the fact that we have Miles Sanders, who's going to make sure that that uh, defense isn't just playing, you know, is having to account for an extra receiver out of the backfield. I think that that's going to make this wide receiving core uh, head and shoulders better than anything we've seen even in the Cam Newton's era. I think it's more to answer your question, Cody, about the below average average. Right now, we probably don't have any reason to believe we are above average, right? I mean, now there are potential for us to be above average, well, but not, not yet. Yeah. But I think what the real story behind this is just how historically bad the Carolina Panthers wide receiving core is. I think twenty twenty one, you can say two wide two one thousand yard receivers, Robbie Anderson. We thought that was he was about to be good for a while. DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel scoring touchdowns. I mean, if you go back to 2018, the war, the the 2019 was worse. It was Jarris Wright. It was DJ Moore and uh, one other person who was uh, Curtis Samuel. I think this is uh, 2018. Devin Funches, DJ Moore was a rookie. And Curtis Samuel, I that's not even that hard to beat. What I'm saying is no. this is I don't know if the Panthers wide receiver group is below average, but I know for the last 
decade or forever, it's been below average. It's not hard to beat right now. Can, can uh, I just say that comparing these stats right now, I'm looking at DJ Moore and DJ Chark uh, because I think Chark's going to be a big uh, wide receiver for us this year. DJ Chark's played 40 games and has 18 touchdowns. DJ Moore's played 73, so almost twice the amount of games has 21. And if you compare the yards, if you made DJ Chark with his yards he has play as many games as DJ Moore, he'd have almost as many yards and many more touchdowns than DJ Moore did. I'm done. Yeah, saying the knock on DJ Moore is he was not a red zone yeah. threat at all. DJ Chark has a chance to be a really good wide receiver for us. Right. I'm telling and that's you, a, a great, great point. Receiver. If DJ yeah. Chark is able to stay healthy, like all you have to do is look at the guy's film, look at some of his highlights. The dude can take the top off of a defense. He can pinpoint the football in the air. He can high point it, go up, bring the football down. He is, you know, he's a beast. If he can stay healthy, him paired with Terrace Marshall Jr. and Jonathan Mango, like we have some real big bodied, strong burners that can really do some damage for us this year. There's That's Chanel why I have a problem. Too. Right. Then you add in Chanel. I really have a problem with saying below average. I mean, again, everyone has to go out there and prove it. Like I've said I before, yeah. it's going to be prove it season once more. But yeah, I mean, I, I think we have the potential to be a very dynamic, maybe one of the most dynamic receiving cores in recent history for the Panthers. Uh, Anthony Piccarello with the $5 is what I meant was we didn't go out and get a top, top end number one wide receiver because Bryce has proven to be good with okay guys. We have potential in Mingo Terrace Marshall Jr. However, it's untapped. Okay. I don't think That's we fair. have. Uh, what do you mean we didn't go? Who was out there to go get? DeAndre? You could have got DeAndre. Um, yeah. Here, Which, by the way, on they, this to, theoretically, they still, still could. Uh, but the that's, pivot but on honestly, this. isn't that the only person out there you could have gotten that was like a number one solid? We we got this guy to go with our number still one. Still do it, yeah. I don't think there is no. I don't think there was a person on the market. Odell, no, coming Odell's off not of that injury, guy anymore. right? We're just coming off an of injury. I mean, I don't even know if it's yeah. that easy to say. In fact, we kind of did. We went and got a wide receiver in the second round. It's probably as aggressive as you could get without trading up to get a guy that a lot of people didn't here to pivot a little bit though on the, or related April Friday, April 21st. This was the trivia question. What wide receiver recovered an onside kick with 149 remaining to seal Carolina's 2013 win over the Washington in week 2016 of 2020. Wow. What a loaded question because I what want to bring this up. Here. This win prevented us from getting Justin Herbert. Oh, that was, uh, yeah, that was uh, when, so, read the question again. All right. What wide receiver recovered an onside kick with a minute and 49 remaining to seal Carolina's 2013 win over Washington in week 16 of 2020? 2013 win in 2020. So we would have, this was Matt Rule's rookie season. This was the two the year that Teddy Bridgewater was a quarterback. This was the year. No, DJ 2013 Moore got was not Matt Rule's rookie season. No, this is in 2020, the season. 
I'm sorry. I thought you said 2013. The, yeah, the score yeah, was 20 to 13 yeah. over Washington. Oh, okay. No, okay. You said, no, you said, no, no, yeah, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. I wasn't no, the only no, one. Good said, deal. Okay. I'll read it one more time. No, you said what? 20 no, to 13. Me and Greg understood 2013. Right. Right, that was that was our fault, uh, I think, okay. but it was, okay. it was understandable. Okay. Yeah. That was, that was he's probably what? saying right. the score was, was twenty thirteen, like you yeah. were saying. Right, 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 right. Over. So, so we beat Washington, the Washington Commanders. Ron Rivera, we beat Ron Rivera in Washington, or it was here in Carolina, I think. And we beat them because this wide receiver recovered an onside kick. So a Carolina Marshall Panther, Jr. Birdie Bird. Yeah. No, we've been. DJ Moore. DJ Moore. So this is DJ Moore. So think about this. This moment right here. We could have had DJ Justin Herbert to DJ Moore because of this moment right here. The other pivot was uh oh, speaking of quarterbacks without this, I was thinking as we were talking about the top 20 court uh wide receivers. Remember, we did the list on the Friday free for all, Cody. Of like, if could you name twenty receivers ahead of DJ Moore? Guess who one team that didn't have a receiver on that list that I think is also related to our story? Justin, I mean, uh, Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville has receivers, but he doesn't have a big name at all. Zay Jones, ECU Pirate. He's out there doing it with the law firm in a certain sense. He's got he's got uh, somebody paid like a top twenty wide receiver Ooh, out there. Ingram, he got no. Ingram. He's uh, got Evan Christian Ep- Kirk. Christian Kirk. Yeah. So yeah. So look, he doesn't have a top receiver. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones. They got now. They've got the homeboy from Atlanta coming. Imagine if you gave him one though. Doesn't or uh, right? Right. I was thinking about that. Imagine if he had one, one. And he was on our t- in our top whatever. Trevor Lawrence, this is kind of talking about how good I, I'm trying to say. We got him listed as what our sixth quarterback overall, six or seven. Yeah, yeah. He, and it was him and Herbert that we were fighting over. And he's doing it with an ECU, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk. Now he's got the dude who got suspended for gambling um, from Atlanta, who Calvin was in Ridley. DJ, yeah, yeah who Ridley, was in yeah. DJ Moore's class, Calvin Ridley, yeah. and Marvin Jones. He got Evan Ingram. Kudos to Trevor Lawrence getting it done down there. Doug Peterson. All right. uh, That's all the calls. Let's get into the news uh, as Cody pulls up the bumper. This fun fact for you. On April 22nd, 1995, the Panthers drafted Penn State quarterback Kerry Collins, who is now part of a famous dress, number five overall with their first pick in the NFL draft. This year, we drafted Bryce Young with the number one overall. Let's go. All right. All right. In the news right now, we've talked about this. So we talked yeah, this about is more the, um, the kick. What else we got up there? This was from last week. I must not have deleted that one. Go one more. No, we did that one. Here we go. Yep. First bit of news. Not a slow, slow news uh, cycle for the NFL. After an offseason in which he requested to be traded star running back, uh, Austin Eckler staying in Los Angeles, having close to $2 million in incentives added to his deal this 
season per source. Win-win Chargers keep their running back and Eckler be a free agent after this season at age 28. Mm. Not a win-win. They just got incentives. He lost. He tried to get traded. He tried to get paid. He's no. not going to get paid. He's 28 years old now. He's going to get no money. This is it. No, 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 no way. Are you kidding me? That's a great win for him. He gets to keep get the paid for his final year of his contract. He gets to add $2 million to that. And no, 20, 28 is a sweet age to sign your last big deal as a running back. If he balls out this year, he'll get one more big contract and be done. Okay, That's perfect. Well, he hasn't had a big contract yet. So, all right. Um, and he might. All right. So what else? Mm. Austin Eckler, you know, kind of the holdout. This shows you this is they didn't budge. They weren't budging. Nobody went and traded for him. Nobody went out, you know, People kind of want to run about that nobody want to trade for. It's him. older. I mean, just look. We He's got twenty eight old though. Is yes, it? yes. Our He's we got we got booby, we got booby Miles, and he's twenty five. He's like always. Oh, he just got. Isn't that his nickname, booby? <laughs> Pretty sure. Miles Sanders. Uh-huh. I think Miles Sanders' uh, nickname is booby. San- uh, I think his nickname. Yeah, is could know if he uh, is old. Five running backs in the league last year, so I'll take him. Yeah. Um, this is interesting to me as the NFL continues to try to expand their international footprint. We know games in Germany now, England, Mexico City. The New Orleans Saints, our foes, have been granted international marketing rights in France. The first NFL club to select and be awarded the French market. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, obviously the French connection. I just didn't know that you, they like assigned <clears throat> these countries teams. Did we get assigned Germany then? It's like um... you are, this is your country. Like we're ambassador. The <laughs> right. NFL are now world ambassadors. Well, didn't we play in London before though? We played in London, but we weren't, right. I don't think we were the home team in London. Right. And we're not the home team this year. Oh, actually. Yeah, we are. This is a home game. Where would you Germany, want right? our dedicated? If you could have uh-huh. your choice, if you could have your choice of which international market was the Panthers market, mm. which one would you choose? So basically, a yearly mm. vacation we get to go to this country. Uh, dude, was... the more and more I'm hearing is that Germany has the fucking crazy mm. fan base, uh, and apparently there's a lot of Panther fans in Germany too. So probably I... Germany. Huh? Well, England has a lot of Panther fans. Nope, I'd yeah. go. I'd go way off the wall. I'd go Nigeria mm. and be the Panthers. You know, because oh, people are trying to become the Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wait, whatever, man. Let's, that, that works for me. That'd be cool. That. I'm down. Yeah, I, I'm down. Continent. Yeah, let's go to Ghana. Be, let's go be, to be the team of that continent. Exactly. Cameroon. I don't know. I'm down. I would like. Where is a great party country? I think we should be Amsterdam. Give us that one. Yeah, red light district. All right. I would say yes, but we're talking about a team that's in North Carolina. Like they're not super quick to make the changes, like Amsterdam, to make themselves more open minded, like they are Mm -hmm. in Amsterdam. So I wouldn't say that that connection makes sense. Um, I would, uh, I would go. I think Germany is a great one. I think Germany actually. Yeah, Germany might be the one. Um, Especially with Frank Reich. Oh, yeah. But they're all kind of related, those people like the Dutch, the, you know, the Belgians. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the Dutch are veered. 
Denmark. I mean, the my favorite countries I've ever been in. Denmark is a fun one to go to. But look, Paris, like Paris, is like one of my favorite cities in the world. I don't know where you would get to there. Well, I mean, I think this is. I'm just trying to say what would be our favorite country that you walked that that you knew that there was a big fan base. Brazil got hot chicks. (laughs) No, we have to have a reason. No, that's right. I changed my vote to Brazil. No, I'm done. I'm done. And I want to be by the beach. I want some tropical alcoholic drink, dude. Yeah, Brazil. I think okay. that's all we got in the news. Uh, but what, what, hold on, let's let's ask. Okay, where do Panthers originate? Shouldn't it be that country? Spain? Does, I, I think don't know. Some... To be honest with you, that's a good question. Google. But wherever, wherever there uh, are leopards and jaguars, there are panthers. I love how you guys say jaguars. What did you say? Oh, jaguars. Wars. We've had this Panthers originate. They're native to Asia, Africa, and the Americas. Dude, I'm so, all they're down everywhere. for Japan. Let's do so, it. Hey, I called it Africa. Right there yeah. you go. Hey, but uh, the Americas, that's Brazil. That's true. Let's go to Brazil. I'm that. Hey, my vote Brazil is or, or Brazil. Nigeria. Those are the answers. By the way, in England, in England, I'm sorry, the food I don't think is the greatest. <laughs> sorry to all of our English viewers. That's just a rumor I've heard. And uh, and there's like a lot of rain. I know that there's a lot of rain Beans. over in the UK, man. I would rather go where uh, there's some sun and there's some beautiful people. And some giant booties. <laughs> <laughs> and where giant booties grow there's, on. There is no bias trees. in this opinion at all. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my reason. All right. I think that's it in the news. Yeah. Is that it? No, that's the last one. Right. That's cool. So, we are done with the calls. We are done with uh, the show, except for the longest running segment on the longest running Panthers podcast. It's the C3 Panthers podcast, and that segment is Ice Up. Let's ice some fools up. Our homage to Steve Smith. Go check him out. Cut to it tomorrow night or tomorrow. Send Muhammad up there. Um, one thing about uh, the ice up segment, folks, by the way, is where we tell someone to ice up, uh, ice up, toughen up to get it together. Anyone's fair game uh, to get a call out. We're going to have a little fun on this topic. Somebody said this is uh, when we we're in Nigeria, you'd be swatting flies. You know, the one cool thing if we did, if Nigeria was our market, do we get those cool? The only thing I like about soccer is those cool, crazy horns they got. They're like the ones that like or the like I love the horns that they have. Yeah. And they have that, I think that thing that makes that crazy noise. (laughs) I got a couple of things. So uh, that would definitely be the cool part about it for me. Guys, icing up people. Who do you guys got on the slate uh for today? Um one year I'll go first. So I I got more than one. I want to make sure I have oh good, good. I'll go real quick then. Mine's personal and I kind of spoke with y'all about this before. So uh, I have my truck right now and we were going to go down to Camp Lejeune this weekend to see my sister. Cause they're getting stationed in San Diego in like two weeks. And I was going to go see them. We got their dog. We're watching the dog for them. I was going to drive my truck. So I was like, well, let me get the oil changed and, you know, <laughs> make sure all the fluids are full, you know, do what you're supposed to do before you go on a big road trip. Cool. Let me go and do this. Uh, my wife went and got the oil changed, you know, cool. 
So she went and did this and um, they overfilled my oil. And I have the video showing it. They overfilled my oil. And because of that, I blew a rear main gasket or rear main seal on my on my truck. Um, it's a pretty expensive, pretty expensive uh, repair. And uh, the truck's not really like the newest truck. So it's maybe not even worth it. But the main thing is these guys are trying to act like they didn't. And, and, and I asked them when I was on the phone before I said, OK, I bring my truck in and it does not have this leak. You fill the oil and then you have on video the person who was filling the oil say they they read one side of the dipstick and it was full. But on the other side of the dipstick, it wasn't is what they said. So they went back and got two more quarts of oil and filled two more quarts of oil. And then they actually went back another time and got more. So they overfilled the engine. There was white smoke coming from the engine. There was the smell of oil burning. It was overfilled. This causes a blown seal. Like if you know, it's it just one of the things that can, it can do. I'm not going to say it, it happened because of that. So I'm talking to the guy and I'm asking him if I came in and it wasn't like this and I left it, it was the only explanation is this happened because you did this or by chance, the exact second that I left your shop was the second that my rear main gasket gave out because of uh, where normal. Because there's like a nine million psi. Yeah, or <laughs> yeah exactly. There's like, so much that's oil. The in only that, chance that, is that it gave that, out it right about to explode. In. And so right now it's under an investigation, and they're going to look into it. But uh, I'm not going to lie, man. I kind of want to take legal pursuit in this. If if they don't fix it. If they don't I say, would. yeah, we did this, I kind of think I want to you know, lawyer up and, and I wouldn't go with it. And I'm not going to be suing them for damages and everything else. I'm out of a truck, but luckily enough, I have another vehicle that works for me right now, but I'm not going to be suing them for that. I just want them to fix it. If you messed up, fix it, admit yeah, to it. That seems fair. And I mean, it's, it seems fair, right? I don't want extra money for painting suffering. I don't want this. Just fix it and I'll be cool. We can go our separate ways and everything. But to them, I'm not going to put their name out there because they have not figured out what the investigation is. And I, I don't want to do that anyway. Like, I don't want to badmouth these people, even though I feel like this, this is kind of a BS thing. And it makes it worse because the guy I was talking to on the phone said, well, just so you know, I have a cousin who has his own shop at his backyard and he could fix this for you for a few thousand dollars. And I'm like, hmm. How convenient is that, that you break something that your cousin can fix for you, for me, for a few thousand dollars out of his backyard? That seems pretty convenient. Y'all know me, tinfoil hat. It just seems convenient. So to them, I'm icing them up. Not going to say the name right now, but next week you might know the name. That's all I'm saying. So ice up. I used to work for this Indian dude, and when he got pissed off about shit like this, anything happened to him in his life, he would take them to small claims court. Just, it cost 90 bucks. And he said this, I'm just going to take them to small claims court just to fuck their day up. Like, I don't even expect <laughs> right. to get right. any money out of this. I'm yeah. going to pay $90 to get I might do that too. Be honest with you, yeah. <laughs> I might do that too. Um, yeah. And then you always just sue them for right under whatever the mo- the amount of money is under. Uh, oh, I lost. All right. Fuck y'all. Um, all right. Ice up to them. CK, you got anything? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to ice up, uh, uh, you know, myself. Um, and this is maybe just 
the if there's one thing I've learned in life is you can plan as much as you want in life. And, you know, no matter what your beliefs are, if you're a believer in a higher power, they're going to laugh at you and they're going to make, you know, your plans rarely work, right? They, what do they say? You know, you plan, God laughs. Um, and, and so it's not necessarily plans, but, you know, that I'm talking about today. But the hope was after my son was born, he was a great sleeper, like fantastic sleeper. Got so much sleep more than I thought we were going to get. It was just a great experience. And at least from my perspective, my wife has a much different experience with her, uh, with Blake. But so we just had our baby girl. She's four weeks old, right? I go back to work tomorrow. Ugh. Um, and she has been, she will not sleep on her own. She does not sleep unless she's being held. We've tried for hours like to like just she'd fall start to drowse go like start to get a little drowsy lay her down nope that didn't work you know she just starts crying oh, and no. it's it's just it's the world that are i live in formula right are you on, you guys formula or are you breastfeeding and uh and i think that's contributing i think there's a, a sense of like warmth and uh you know that that she ends up uh that, that's a comforting piece to to that so I'm just icing myself up for expecting that right. because my first child was good, my baby right. child is my next child is going to be just as good. And it's not, it, it's, I should have known that I got lucky and that it was probably going to swing the opposite direction. Tim Estes does not like the swing. Does not like, <laughs> here's, here's how crazy this they now is. have them crazy egg <clears throat> swings that can do all types of crap too. Like. She does. Oh, I know. She doesn't like the swaddle. She doesn't like a pacifier. She doesn't like the swing. She doesn't like anything that you would think babies would want. The only thing that soothes her is being held. Um, and that is problematic for our sleeping habits. She got a little, we got a little bit better last night. She did uh, pretty good. She slept uh, on her own for about four hours, which was fantastic. How many weeks um, are we out now? It's four weeks. She'll four. Thursday will be her four week wow, birthday. That's crazy. I know. Yeah, man. And this is a tough wow. time. I remember I was, uh, I don't know if it was my first or my second kid. It might have been my second where I was like a little bit more relaxed. Yeah, it was. It was Madeline. And we were in the hospital. Mm-hmm. You're hanging out. You know, you have to be there for 30 hours, you know, all this time. And uh, the sign, they had this like poster on the wall in the room. And it was like the purple rule or some shit. I think it was something like code purple, purple. And it was like, there's going to be moments potentially with this kid that you want to put a pillow on its face. (laughs) And then like the poster basically said this and it was just like, walk away. (laughs) Like it was like, just shut the door and let the kids cry. Like it was like, because you... (laughs) And I was just, I remember looking at that poster going like, that's kind of whack that you have to put that on a poster. But, but also, like, you get, <laughs> people get true. postpartum depression, you know, and things like that, because it's like, this is yeah. miserable as shit. They also talk about um, <clears throat> doing, uh, is, is, so there's a comedian, uh, uh, Nate Bergazzi, who talks about this. He says, yeah. you know, before we had our baby, you know, they said the number one thing, don't shake your baby. Don't shake your baby. Like, that's the number one thing. You're going to get your baby, and you're going to want to shake your baby. Do not shake your baby. (laughs) 
God, it's a it's a being a parent of I, it's been so long. My son is now fifteen, so it's been so long. My youngest is ten now, but I remember at one point like really hating myself because it was like four o'clock in the morning, hadn't slept in day, you know, and it was just like, and I screamed. At one of my kids, like it was just like it was yeah. just like shut up, and I like <laughs> looked at myself and I was like, I want to kill myself. I hate <laughs> myself. In there, I hate myself. You feel so bad. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, wait, man. You know, at some point, this is just go ahead and give. I won't say give up with the the, but like you can put a bottle in that kid's mouth. Like the best, the one way way to get a kid to sleep is fill their belly. <laughs> Just put yeah, like get a, put a bunch of breast milk in a bottle and be like, "Hey, you're gonna drink six ounces." <laughs> <laughs> she is. She drinks oh. so much. Uh. She's, she projectile vomits like twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man. Well, good luck to you. It'll yeah, it'll man. get better. It'll get better. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Um. Call that right. the arm sickness, man. The arm sickness. Uh, yeah, man. That's it's, it. a, it's a lot. They go through these phases, too, because they're probably, you're right, it's like the body-to-body interaction with mom is, like, so important for them. Mm-hmm. You know, the face. and the, Anyway. Uh, so, ice up to, you know what, is that never, that's why they're all different. You know? Every yep. kid is different. It's yep. like, it's never. Mm-hmm. All right. So, here's mine. And I don't really have a good one. Um, could ice up some of my stick and ice up I don't have anything good, but I'll so I'll just take this time for our weekly. Let's talk about uh, Joe Biden. Uh, my great honor. Can you hear to that? Introduce the president yep. of the United States, President Joe Biden. Thank you, Secretary Buttigieg. oh my gosh y'all a year and a half more (laughs) thank you secretary Buttigieg secretary Buttigieg secretary Buttigieg who was his real name it's not Buddha judge is it Buddha judge or something yeah This is Secretary Booty we'll Juice. Him, we'll call him Booty yeah. Juice from now on. Booty Juice. That's great. You know, Donald Trump would have done that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, Joe Biden did it by accident. It, he doesn't even know what, He doesn't even know if he referred to the right person or not. He just called him uh, Booty Juice. Like, you know what? Is I hope that, you know, uh, Donald Trump heard that. Yeah. And he goes, you know that's what? True. That's what I'm calling that dude from now on. Talking point. Yeah, there you Remember go. Remember when uh, Dave going to be a part of every one of his rallies? Like, yeah. oh yeah, Joe Biden and all and these liberal booty juice. Booty juice. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm bad? Um, it kind of reminds me of like one of my favorite uh, pandemic Trump Dave Chappelle jokes was this guy Donald Trump came out and called it the Kung Flu. He said, that's my joke. That's my joke. I'm supposed to write that. Like, he's a funny. That's like I should have wrote that. So Trump is a is a comedian. Yeah. For so to Joe Biden's secretary of booty juice. Ice up. There you go. Yeah. So um, my ice up to. I thought I had more, but apparently I didn't save them. Uh, but I do have one, and it's a good one. Um, I am icing up Republican City Council member. 
Matthew Riley of Cranston, Rhode Island. Um, hey, uh, maybe don't pass out in your car with uh, crack pipe and fentanyl. His body camera video shows city councilman Matthew Riley passed out cold in his car Monday afternoon. After a few shakes from police. Oh, what's up, guys? <laughs> oh, you were literally choking in your sleep. Somebody flagged me down about it. Oh, I have sleep apnea. I'm sorry. Well, and then you have a crack pipe in your hands. This afternoon, the mayor. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> Oh, yeah, about hands. that. <laughs> I do get sleep apnea when I smoke crack. <laughs> I feel that's in the best interest of the city, his constituents. I also feel that personally, it's in his best interest for him, for his family's privacy, and for the constituents of Ward 6. Body camera footage They're shows fine. Riley asking Gentile. if he's going to be arrested. Are there any drugs in the car or anything like that? No, no, nothing. An apparent lie. Nothing. According to the police report, Officers you know he's lying when he has to fentanyl, look to see, like, other drug if, he, he, if he knew that he didn't car. have the drugs, he wouldn't have to turn around and look. Yeah. Riley telling police. It, it, was a, it was a relapse. I think 13 years. Uh, <laughs> he just caught me on that one that time. Really, really that track yeah. pipe and now he's going through the judicial. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good. so if you're going to uh, do crack and fentanyl, uh, make sure you uh, don't do it uh, in a parking lot. Uh, in front of a city council meeting. Yeah, in front of a city council meeting or some shit. So, uh, yeah. And by, by the way, he was like, uh, oh, it was my sleep apnea. Sorry. <laughs> my I sleep always get apnea sleep apnea when, when I smoke. You were choking in your sleep. Medicinal fentanyl. <laughs> All right, that's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by Carolina Cat Chronicles.com. Every Tuesday night, we chop up latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. We'll be here throughout the week, Cody. Um, Friday free for all, right? Yeah, every Friday at 7 p.m., the show for Panther fans by Panther fans. You can be on the show. Uh, yes, you listen to this uh, just like everyone else. Come and join the stream yard. Uh, we have a, you know, we have a bunch of different personalities that love to come and chop up Panther football. And Tony, you were there, man. It gets spirited up on those, uh, up on those Friday shows, man. So come hang out with us every Friday at 7 p.m. for the Friday free for all, and uh, every Monday at 10:30, me, Desmond Johnson from Believe in Panthers, and Monty Faye from the Four Man Rush. We do embrace debate uh, every Monday at ten thirty. Um, you can find it here on the C Three Panthers podcast YouTube channel, Tobacco Sports Road Radio, and uh, you can go on Megaphone, listen to the audio podcast there. And uh, yeah, that's it for your boy. Find me on Twitter at Cody Lack C O D Y L A C. Greg. Yeah, man, you can find me at the Bat Daddy Fifty Two on Twitter. Is my personal handle. I really don't get on Twitter much, so I'm not gonna lie. I've kind of separated from social media, but I still do that for the show. I get on there every once in a while, so hit me up. Um, you can find me right now for at least two more weeks on the Five on Five podcast on the Geeks Chasing Squirrels Across the Multiverse YouTube channel. We're covering NBA playoffs, and it's it's gonna be interesting going into the championship right now. Um, and then Friday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube is Geeks Chasing Squirrels Across the Multiverse. 
Um, we cover all kinds of social, not social media, uh, all kinds of pop culture, uh, different movies, television shows, books, everything. I think right now this week I've watched, uh, I've watched the new Ant-Man movie, Quantumania. So we're going to talk about that. I've watched Dungeons and Dragons. We're going to talk about that this week. Jack Ryan's coming up and I watched a man called Otto this week. And of course, that movie's awesome, dude. That movie is pretty good for a drama. Dude, it's it's pretty so good. depressing. <laughs> If you cry in movies, you're going to cry in this one. I'm happy, too, that this yeah. guy becomes nice. We're, we're talking about this the grouch becomes. I like that. I thought yeah. it was, you know, cute. I mean, I there's no bad Tom up. Hanks movie. I just that way. watched, um, God, what was it called? Um, Ghosted. Kind of a rom-com. Hmm. Um, Ghosted is, and it's got, I think it's the dude that played uh, Captain America. Chris Evans. Uh, I think that's who it is ghosted yes, it is. and it's got this is that what it is did you already look it up no i just know that's who played captain uh, america it's chris evans uh, ghosted movie this was pretty cool i thought it was fun it was it was like it was something about um yeah it is chris evans so it's this it, it was it was really neat like uh i liked it so a rom-com that's something to watch with yeah. your old lady there Anybody else got a watch recommendation, CK? Anybody? I mean, if you're up, mm. wow, the baby's crying. What are you watching? I need something good to watch. Uh, Missing was pretty good. Missing? Yeah, that was on Netflix. Um, also, okay. if you're looking for a documentary, there's a Missing people or missing Persons uh, series. Basically, it follows, uh, that's different from the movie, but it's also on Netflix. Basically, follows a missing, you know, missing persons unit for a police officer or a police department. Um, okay. as they, uh, you know, try to find people after they've been reported missing, things like that. And that's a documentary or docu-series. So that's, and the way they do it is actually pretty cool. So that one was good. But, um, yeah, missing the movie is basically a, a movie about a young girl. Her mom goes, uh, on a vacation with her boyfriend, um, to Brazil, I believe. And, uh, and our, they, our market. Yeah. She's she, right. She doesn't come back. Uh, she goes to the, the the airport to pick her up. She never shows up. Um, and it's just got a bunch of plot twists and all that stuff. So it's, it, it, and, and it's sort of, it's, it's in a unique way. You never, it's not like a camera type thing. You're like, you're viewing everything that's happened through like a webcam or like screenshot or screen recordings and stuff like that. So it's some, one of those, but it, it, they do it really well. All right, where can they get after you? You can catch me on Twitter at Codizzle Allen. Oh, hey, real quick, before we get out of here, the real AP is in the chat room. Uh, he sent me this on Twitter, and he wanted me to play it last Tuesday, and I didn't see it in time. So I'll play it now. Uh, ice up when you come home at night, and there's a bear in your front yard. Ooh, we need fan ice ups. I like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's a big bear. Holy, yeah. <laughs> Black bear in my yard. Oh, Ooh. my God. Do you go Dang, grab a 12 gauge for real? Like, uh, I'll play it. I'll play it one more time. I think Man, I just go a, get a coffee. That is a big bear. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. There's a Black bear in my yard. They're good to eat. I like. I mean, some oh people don't like to eat them. God. They're good. Course, you I know mean, what they say? If though, I kill it, I'm gonna eat it. But dude, uh, you know what they say that out of all the bears to worry about, black bears are the worst. They say that grizzly bears, they'll actually run away from you. They're saying oh. that if you just find a black bear, a black bear will 
fuck you up. That's bro. not true. Uh, and that's kind of, look, that's kind of my thing too. Black, black bears, black bears kill more people. I've been close like, to more human than every other than every other type of bear. I thought the grizzly was like the apex predator of the earth. Yeah, but they're I think not. It sounds as a, cooler. Yeah, they're not as a, as a, uh, aggressive toward people. I thought they were the ones that like hunted people. I don't know. I don't think this is right. I know if I we're see a bear, I'm going to research this. Okay, I'm going to research this. All right. Um, all right. That's the C3 Panthers podcast. Let's get out of here, Cody. All right. Panther fans, until next time, you already know what we're going to do. Keep pounding. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.